In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell time and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. In the frosty air, what a bright time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to December. Welcome to December on TPC. It is Christmas time. James Edwards and Keith Alexander, he's back after a Thanksgiving break hiatus last week. Keith, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Feel good. Glad to be back. It's good to have you back. And how about last week's show, by the way? Not too bad for a Thanksgiving uh, weekend installment. Representative oh. Steve King, Peter Brimelow, Lawrence Blanchard. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, you told me we got to watch out. We're going to be semi-respectable if we don't. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so we're getting a reputation. We're semi-respectable. We're kind of like a <laughs> like a prostitute in church, I guess. We, <laughs> it was a form, but, uh, well, anyway, we'll work on that. But no, ladies and gentlemen, it is a very special time of year, and uh, we are getting into the thick of it now. With it being December, we have a. Great month of programming coming your way, and that will put the wraps on another year of broadcasting together. But let's not look too far ahead yet. Still four great shows coming your way in December, and we're going to get started on it right now. I guess we'll start on the story that everybody is talking about this week, and that is the story of Kanye West's appearance on the Alex Jones Show a couple of days ago, but really it started before that when Kanye West, along with Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, went and did their version of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner at Donald <laughs> Trump's Mar-a-Lago. And that had actually taken place, uh, that little uh, thing had happened before our show last week, and uh, we m- mentioned it briefly. Peter Brimlow commented on it briefly last week, but since then it's uh, really just blown up, or the media's manipulation of the event has really taken off to a next level. I mean, of course, the media can always manipulate a news cycle, but never have I ever seen what to me was a non-story, that being the dinner party at Mar-a-Lago, turn into a, a full week's worth of news cycles. It's almost uh, as uh, bad as turning January the 6th into an insurrection. That's right. It's on par with, yeah, they, you know, it's that, there's some similarities there. But then it all it all went nuclear when... Kanye West went on the Alex Jones show. So we're going to talk about all of that. Now, my first take on the situation with Marilago. Now, if you don't know what was happening there, if you missed it somehow, 
And it was a holiday week last week, so you never know. Kanye West had an invitation to eat dinner with Donald Trump, I think a day or two before Thanksgiving. And he brought along, I believe Milo, certainly Nick Fuentes, and they weren't on the guest list. But because Kanye West is a media mogul and a friend of Trump's, security just kind of waved them past, no big deal. They didn't go through the typical checkpoints and things like that. I don't think the checkers nor Trump had any idea of no, they didn't. Uh, about, well, about we, we know that Nick they didn't. And, uh, Milo's antecedents. We got to turn you up a little bit. No, they didn't. Uh, he didn't. And I believe that he didn't. And uh, that Kanye West had basically said that Trump deferred to him. They were going to eat privately. And they said, hey, well, do you want your friends to join us? And Ye said, yes, let's do it. And so they were all there. Now, my first take on all of this was I was glad that the criminally corrupt and dishonest media has, was losing, uh, appearing to lose the power to decide who can speak to one another. And the controlled media was absolutely incensed because Trump had dinner with people that they hate. And they used lots of scary adjectives to describe the story. But, of course... But then, all, on, again, since they hate Trump so much, why wouldn't he associate with other people that they hate? That's a good question. That's a good question. Of course, all would have been fine if he had just eaten with people who champion the causes of the media, such as child genital mutilation, for instance. Now, again, anytime you read an article like this, uh, any of those articles you might have read about this dinner meeting, you gotta, you got to use my handy media-to-English dictionary. A racist is a white person. Uh, a white supremacist is a white person who doesn't hate themselves. An anti-Semite is a Gentile. And a neo-Nazi is a Gentile who publicly disagrees with a Jewish person. Now, if you apply those definitions, these stories make a lot more sense. But then after it reached such a fever pitch, Trump started to... He didn't denounce the people, but he did sort of walk it back a little bit. And look, you got to know, and he, he, he does know this, and he's been good at it, but he kind of wavered a little bit in, in, in the light of this media storm. Never apologize. Never explain. Well, the only time he has apologized or explained is when there's a right-wing person involved. I remember uh, vaguely back in 2016, I believe it was, uh, or 2015, when he gave a rally at Millington, Tennessee, at the old naval base, and then called you up, or had his functionaries call you, so that you, his son, Donald Trump Jr., could appear on the political cesspool. You weren't able to get it on the political cesspool. I think you got it on Sam Bushman's uh, program. But nonetheless, the next day, when all the flack started uh, uh, coming in his direction, uh, they denounced. Well, you know, I, there said, are some similarities. Uh, yes, they so, wanted. So, so you know, uh, a leopard doesn't change his spots. This is the one weakness he has. He will not stand up forthrightly when the left mm, attacks the right. They'll do uh, a, a little bit of, uh, a, of a backing right. down, but it, not a full and outright denouncement. No, he didn't do that. But and there are some similarities. He, yes, he didn't they do they like Pat Buchanan, for, for example. No, he didn't. You know, he didn't double down as strongly as Pat did. That's for sure. But uh, the thing, yes, they booked for the political cesspool, but they wanted to come on a Tuesday. I only broadcast on Saturday, so in, in, rather than tape it, we decided to move it to Sam Bushman's show so it could be live, and I uh, co-hosted that interview. That's, you know, everybody knows that. But uh, the take was that Nick Fuentes doesn't care about Trump or the millions uh, who supported him because he selfishly undermined his campaign by doing this. He knew that his presence would mean fame for himself and, their, uh, and, and for Trump in association with everything he has said that the media could take issue with. 
Um, okay, let's just say that that was what was going on in their minds. So that goes back to what we talked, what you were just mentioning, Keith, uh, with the Trump campaign's association with this radio program. But had it been me or Jared Taylor or Peter Brimelow at that table, at some point, my belief is, whether it had been Nick Fuentes or anybody else, public figures are going to have to be able to speak with white advocates without fear of what journalists think about it. Now, that is my take on it. And where it sort of went sideways for me was when Milo was quoted by NBC as saying that he masterminded the idea to sneak Fuentes in to make life miserable for Trump. I don't appreciate bad faith stunts in the name of generating negative publicity. And the actual quote was by NBC News, Milo Yiannopoulos, a far-right commentator who's publicly criticized Trump, told NBC News that he had masterminded the plan and meeting and arranged it just to make Trump's life miserable. Now, Nick Fuentes pushed back on that a little bit. He said, no, that's not what we were trying to do. Who knows what they were thinking or if they were thinking at all? Um, I don't know what was going on there, but I do have some more concerns and some more takes and some more thoughts on this before we transition a little bit later this hour into the Kanye West, Alex Jones interview. And yes, we're going to play some of those clips. The interview heard around the world. Boy, I've been around a long time. I have never seen anything. Yeah, that's the main course. I have never seen anything like that. We'll be right back. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
right, welcome back, everybody, to TPC. We're talking about the big news story of the week, the big news story that the press manipulated to be the biggest news story of the week. And I, I, we were talking about before the break, if this was done in bad faith just to generate publicity for selfish, uh, selfish reasons. I, I fear that if that was the case, and Milo did say that it was, Nick said that it was, and if you don't know, Milo is a, I don't even know how to describe him, but Nick Fuentes is a podcaster. Um, that covers a lot of our issues in his own way. Milo is a publicity-seeking gadfly. Let me help you with it. Uh, I fear that uh, efforts of more serious white advocates to gain the ear of similar influences may be negatively impacted by by stunts. Um, uh, I abhor attention seekers who want publicity, no matter how negative and counterproductive, especially at a time such as this when people are working in good faith and making legitimate inroads by doing so. Um, and so, of course, the media manufacture this into a national political crisis. That's well, absurd. Uh, but but if you did truly go there with bad intentions, uh, then that's that's on you. And as I said before, I want to reiterate, though, regardless, public officials are going to be ha- are going to have to meet with the people who actually vote for them and their representatives, people like us, at some point, without regard of what the media is going to say about it. But we have to be honorable, trustworthy, build bridges, do things the right way. Sneaking into a dinner meeting is not the way you do things. You either knew something like this could happen, you didn't care, or you didn't know, and that shows that you might lack good judgment. But if the idea, look, if you want to prank a former president because he didn't do enough for us, I'm fine with that. Uh, Go pull a stunt on George W. Bush, you know? Go punk Bill Clinton. Uh, But if the goal is to outflank, yeah, right. If the goal is to outflank Trump on the right, that's fine too. Have Kanye do it without suckering him into a uh, situation like this. Uh, you know, come on, the man opened up his home to you, and for whatever faults he has, that shouldn't be something that you take advantage of. And, I, you know, a political novice like Kanye might not have known that this would have created such fallout, but I'm betting some of the other players there did know. Well, uh, you know, I doubt if either Donald Trump or Kanye really knew about Milo or uh, Nick Fuentes. They, they probably didn't know them. Well, from Kanye Anna's certainly house. knows Nick. No, he does. Well, he he may know Nick, but on the other hand, I don't think Trump knew any of them from Adam's house cat. And see, this is what this is what the media does, the mainstream media does. They try to pick somebody who is kind of nutsoid, and they're supposed to be the representative that everyone thinks of when you think of the right politically. They're not going to have James Edwards on. They're not going to have Jared Taylor. They're not going to have uh, Peter Brimelow. They're not going to have... Um, uh, Hunter Wallace. They're not going to have all sorts of people. Not going to have Kevin McDonald. They want somebody that is, you know, just waiting to be lampooned. They, in fact, uh, you don't have to try to put words in their mouth. They will come up with enough to uh, open themselves up to ridicule. Uh, and that's what the mainstream media wants the general public to think that the right-wing politically active people are about. They're um, crazy people uh, like my Well, Ann Coulter had a very scathing take on this whole ordeal, and I thought that she was a little bit overly harsh in her assessment of Nick Fuentes, I, I for instance. I didn't think she was. I, 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 well, I, the point is valid. If you're doing thing, if you're, if you're seeking fame for the sake of having fame, it, this is my take on it. Uh, my experience versus this experience with regard back to our association with the Trump campaign in 2016. 
And, of course, that's one of the reasons you listen to this show, right, ladies and gentlemen, because we've been there and done that. Whatever it is, we're likely to have experience dealing with a similar circumstance. Well, Keith, you, you laid out the, the, the facts of the situation. They solicited an interview for Donald Trump Jr. on this program after credentialing us uh, and putting us up through Secret Service vetting uh, to be inside the press pen. Now, I set the record straight on our program about what happened there, but I never granted any interviews that whole year because I saw immediately what was going on. They were trying to use us to damage Trump, and I didn't want to play into that. I didn't want to harm Trump because, of course, at that time, we thought Trump, and to an extent he was, certainly going to do some things that were going to help us. But I didn't want to be used by the media in a way that could damage him at that time because we are a collective. Of course, I'm a human. I want my work to be recognized and appreciated by others. Sure, I do. But ultimately, only if it's in service to a cause greater than ourselves. And if you really believe that, then publicity for the sake of having negative pieces written by the controlled press about you isn't something that you covet. So that's why, listen, I turned down no, no less than 100 interviews that year from all the big boys, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, NBC, you name it, all of them, and, and several of them, many of them, uh, on multiple occasions. Because you knew they were trying to turn you into a pinata. Well, I don't care about that if it's for a greater cause, but they were trying to harm Trump, and I didn't want to play into that because I don't care about personal publicity. I, if, 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 if me getting pinata helps the cause, then pinata me. But if it doesn't, then I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it. And I, don't, I didn't see how them, by me feeding into their attempts to damage Trump and his campaign to, to beat Hillary was going to help our cause, so I stayed out of it. Uh, whereas some of these other actors have gone and given interviews. These other actors have the idea, it's an old-fashioned idea, that there's no such publicity as bad publicity. But is it good for the cause? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the, is it good for our people? If it is, give the interview. If it's not, don't give the interview. Yeah, and that's, that's, if it's that's, not good that's, for our people, it's it. not good publicity. There's not, there is such a thing as bad publicity, and we do not want to harm the cause that we advocate for. So did Trump help awaken a lot of white people? Yes, he did. Uh, and is there a lot to find fault with in Trump? Yes, there is. Now, I want to say this about Nick Fuentes. He was a speaker at a conference that I helped organize in 2019. Say what you will about him. Uh, but I find the left's platform of child genital mutilation, the murdering of nine-month-old fetuses, and the Great Replacement much more reprehensible, I want to say this on the record, than anything Fuentes has said or done. And he has said some things that I disagree with. He's mocked white Southerners, for instance, and things like that. Uh, Trump's bad for inadvertently meeting with Fuentes? You know, was that as, as bad as killing a bunch of Iraqi children, which the entire Bush neocon family did and supported? Um, and he asked Kanye West what he wanted to do in that situation. Kanye said, let him eat. Well, look at Obama, for example. He allowed there to be this attack in Libya and the deposing of um, Gaddafi, who was, you know, in what has come about as a result of Gaddafi being toppled, a worse government, and a, a chaotic government, a place where they have open-air slave markets and uh, selling white slaves and things. This is, uh, you know... There's plenty to go after other presidents for, but as long as they're good card-carrying members of the left or the tamed opposition like George W. Bush, you're not going to see any of that come out. But on the other hand, the way that you know that Donald Trump struck a nerve is the way that they are constantly trying to set him up. They're relentless. They're like a, dog with, uh, a bulldog with a bloody bone. They're just going to continue to come after Trump. Uh, until they uh, put him six feet under. It's just crazy. I mean, that figuratively, of course, but, you know, who knows what, you know, I, I do not, 
think they're going to allow him to be the president. That that is that, that's their mission. Look, I don't care about that. If he if he can increase the polarization, if he can get us closer to separation, then that then he's playing the role that I want to see him play at this point. Now, again, going back to uh, you know, we had Ethan Ralph on the other day who broadcast with uh, Nick Fuentes, and there's an age culture gap. I like Ethan. I like some of the things Nick says. Uh, I'm not virtue signaling or pur purity spiraling. I'm just offering my take on a national news story here. Issues we agree on, sure there are. Uh, but he pulls in a segment of the population that can't relate to me as a middle-aged man married with children. And so that, that's fine. And it's hard to relate to some of the things that they do as, as, as single guys in their early 20s. But I, I, and I generally do have a somewhat poor opinion of younger people, not a lot of discipline. And sometimes being irreverent is good. Sometimes it can be too much. Sometimes you need to be serious. And you need to have that discernment to know putting, when to be Putting winning. self over service to the cause. Well, anybody. I'm not singling out anybody here with that. But I'm very thankful for the people, I will say this, who gave me a chance when I was in my 20s because I don't usually value things that I hear from someone 20 years younger than me. So for the people who gave me a shot when I was in my 20s, I, I accept that blessing and should offer, I guess, some of the same grace. But, uh, but Trump should have criticized the media on this, manufacturing this national crisis out of a complete non-story. You know, this was one of the most incredible stories of 2020 is getting one-tenth of the media coverage as as this dinner meeting, that's the FTX Ponzi scheme, rampant inflation. They're not getting talked about because they want to talk about, they want to make the story about Nick sleeping in past security and sitting down with Trump, well, the, unbeknownst the, the, to him. The big undercurrent of this story is how crazy anybody is that would dare to criticize Jewish power and influence in any way. Now, we're going to get into that next. But see, that's me. exactly what they, you know, that's why they brought this on. And they wanted to get the most clown-like comical commentary as they possibly could uh, so they could run that out and say, see, anybody that is uh, critical at all of Jewish power and influence is some type of looney tune. He's a, you know, a loose cannon on the deck. Like, you know, the way, and they, they will give you the worst sound bites out. You know, they may have had dinner for three hours. There's probably 10 seconds or 30 seconds worth of stuff they could use to try to vilify anyone that would no, that's right. It didn't matter. It could have been. It could have been any of our guests at that table. And the story. I said that to Jared Taylor this week. The story would have been exactly the same. The name would have changed. The subject of the person would have changed. But the story would have been exactly the same. It didn't matter who it was. And people, look. You got to get past that. You got to have. I break bread with people with different ideas. Exposing we'll be right corruption, back. informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. The U.S. men's soccer team is coming home after their defeat in the round of 16 at the World Cup in Qatar. They lost to the Netherlands 3-1 in the first stage of the knockout rounds. The team remains winless against European opponents, a record that goes back to 2002. The Americans beat Iran in the group stage finale to reach the knockout stage. The federal government is planning to end the public emergency for MPOX. Cases have plummeted in recent weeks, with just a handful of new infections being reported each week during November, considerably down from hundreds from over the summer at the height of the emergency that was declared earlier this year. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra said in a statement that the emergency is expected to end in January. The World Health Organization renamed monkeypox as Mpox last month, citing concerns that the original name could be construed as discriminatory or racist. Construction on a new nuclear power plant has begun in the southwestern part of Iran, the announcement over Iranian state television. 
comes amid tensions between that country and the U.S. over sweeping sanctions imposed after Washington pulled out of the deal made between Iran and world powers. Iran is also dealing with nationwide anti-government protests following the death of a young woman in police custody. Unionized rail workers are not happy with what Washington did this week. A coalition of railroad workers is calling recently passed legislation to avoid a potential strike despicable. The Railroad Workers United group said both Republicans and Democrats opted to side with big business over working people. The group criticized President Biden and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for pushing through the agreement and called out Republicans for voting against providing workers seven days of paid sick leave. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. You are listening to USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for the needle in the haystack four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free that's right free just go to this exclusive web address ZipRecruiter.com slash free that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free ZipRecruiter.com slash free Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I bought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally... All right, welcome back, everybody. Well, as we continue to cover the news of the week, a lot of comments coming in about our commentary on this. Uh, one commenter on Twitter writes, I'm no fan of Trump or Fuentes, but it's pretty remarkable that things have gone so far that Trump is interacting with Fuentes. And my response to that is, well, it, it would have been, absolutely, had it been done the right way and on the up and up and not a trick. Uh, still, though, as I said before, and as I've said twice now, a person has to be able, especially somebody in a position of power, you have to be able to have a discussion with another person without fear of what the media is going to say about it, especially when the media is your absolute enemy. It's ridiculous. Another comment from Twitter. The rules are that you're just not supposed to associate with anyone who talks about whites in a positive light. And Nick has done that, of course. Uh, we have to get past that or they will continue their unopposed scheming against us at every turn. I agree 100%, no doubt about it. Another comment from Twitter. The fact that people on the right will bend over backwards to denounce others over an unpopular view is what keeps them on their knees begging mainstream journalists to please forgive them of their sins. All absolutely spot on. You're a very smart audience. But now, as much news as that made for Kanye West... <laughs> the dinner party only began in a week, an eventful week for him. It ended with an appearance on the Alex Jones show a couple of days ago that everyone, and I mean everyone, is talking about. And let's just see if we can find – we're going to play a few of those clips over the course of the rest of this hour. Let's see if we can find one uh, right here. 
you're not a Nazi, you don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I, I, see, I, I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me, you can love, um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table. That's All right, so that is a former billionaire. We're going to talk with David Duke about this in the third hour. I, I thought who would be the perfect guest to talk about this? I, who is a man who, who knows what it's like to, to be in the shoes that Kanye West is wearing in terms of just intense media hatred? David Duke. And we're going to get his take on it. I've talked with David earlier on the phone today, and we just had a great conversation. I said, we got to put this on the radio. He had some really good response to what's going on here. Uh, my first reaction in watching this Alex Jones interview, which was riveting, absolutely three hours. I've never watched a full Alex Jones show, reel to reel. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It, um, you know, it was what, something else. And I tell you, this guy's going to get Ezra pounded. I mean, he, he, you know, if you know what I mean, I, I think St. Elizabeth is closed. But uh, he, he said this is another thing that he said in this interview was just full of stuff like that. We're going to play some other clips. I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. And Alex Jones, you know, tried to scurry to go to a commercial break. Uh, then Kanye West said he has a message directly to the ADL. And his message was there were a lot of good Nazis who were fighting for their countries. Now, I have been around a long time. I've seen a lot. I've had a lot happen in my career. I've never seen anything like this. How I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the office of the ADL that day. <laughs> I mean, that was something. I mean, a multi multi-billionaire music mogul. I wish I could have been under that mask that Kanye had on <laughs> and answered those questions for him. But see, this is what is going on. It's uh, you know, what Alex, Alex Jones can go off the chain on uh, Sandy Hook and things like that. But when it comes to, you know, the third rails, race and the Jewish question, he is as craven as any of them. Well, I mean, not I, as I he, craven, not as. I mean, he, well, he certainly, uh, he no, certainly, he, 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 would not, he wouldn't let butter melt in his mouth with any, uh, and the topic goes to Jewish question, uh, no, power no, and influence yeah. at all. Uh, I mean, he well, goes up I, I, in the field I will position. tell you why he's not as craven, because he let Kanye West finish his interview. He didn't just kick him off the air, which is what they would have done. And, yes, he pushed back. He didn't the play again, but he pushed back all the way li- well, and, try, and tried to say that nobody could even question the bona fides of Jewish power and influence without being a nut job. Uh, that, was, that was basically no, his message. I don't think message. it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad. But I, I watched the whole thing. I don't think it was that bad. And, well, but, he said that the only way you could like – Nazis, if you like their Hugo Boss style uh, uniform. Well, yeah, he didn't agree with him on what he was saying, but he let him say it, and he let him say it uninterrupted for the most part. Now, uh, again, never seen anything like this. One of the biggest celebrities in the world with a direct line to a president has very seriously broken through the most taboo issue of our time, and in a big way. I mean, this guy has millions, tens of millions of followers, and this is the stuff that the gatekeepers 
desperately wanted to keep bottled up, and it's now spilling out. And the search, the Google searches for Hitler and Nazis was just absolutely through the roof. People are going to be asking questions. And you know now. about the thing about the highways. What he was referring to is the autobahn system. He is which, correct about which that. our interstate highway system was based. He upon. is absolutely right about that. Ethan Ralph, we mentioned him. He tweeted this out. Ethan Ralph was on the show a couple of weeks ago. I like Ethan. Ethan uh, wrote uh, on Twitter, what other major figure has said the things ye or yay has said over the last two months? No one in our lifetime. Snarky comments mask that reality. No one with power and influence has stood up to Zionist power like this in over 70 years. Um, he, he's a modern Lindbergh. <laughs> Uh, Ramsey Paul, in response to this, all American politicians live in fear of a very small group. Going up against Hollywood, the media, and the banking system is a formidable task. I wish Kanye well. Our good friend Tim Murdoch, Horace the Avenger. If you think today was crazy, just wait. It's going to get even crazier. Imagine what 2023 is going to look like. You just look at all the stuff that's happened just this week. I mean, Elon Musk released Twitter's collusion in making sure that Joe Biden won today. I mean, that, 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 that would be a huge news story in any other week that didn't have Kanye West on Alex Jones and the Guess Who's Coming to Dinner stunt down at Mar-a-Lago. Let's play another clip from this Alex Jones interview. Uh, there's so many to play. Let me see here. Let's try this one. You know, it's like he had a really cool outfit and stuff, and he was a really good architect. And, uh, and so you're in love with the with the with the with the with the, arch- the, the, the look of it. And he didn't kill six million Jews. That's just like factually incorrect. I mean, that's what we're... Boy, did he throw the throw the proverbial <laughs> turn the punch bowl in? <laughs> and so, and this didn't, you know, look, Alex Jones obviously has a big audience, but it wasn't just contained to his audience. I mean, clearly this was shared to tens of millions of people through social media and the entire national press went completely into berserker mode and apoplectic and they shared all the quotes just, you know, to, and, and, while they were denouncing Kanye West is a mentally ill, and they're going to call him mentally ill. They're going to call anybody who says this. If that had been Kevin McDonald on there, you know, the that Kevin McDonald is obviously mentally ill. You're mentally ill if you disagree. The bumper music needs to be, they're coming to take me away. <laughs> they're coming to take me away. That's what they're planning to do for him. In fact, his Jewish handler said that to him at one point, said, if you persist, we're going to basically have you give you a chemical lobotomy and put you in a, a, some type of rest home for the rest of your life. Yeah, and he brought that. Kanye West talked about that. And I'm going to ask David Duke, all right, we got to eat during the <laughs> – that thing is the most uh, – foil wrappers into a microphone. It's uh, it makes sure – I tell you what, if anybody was falling asleep driving, then we, we, got, we made it. But um, I, some people are saying, well, this is a psyop. This is uh, – obviously, he's just being used. He's playing a role. David Duke had a great answer to that. I, I do not think that that is the case. The best take I've read on this – was written by Greg Johnson. If you haven't read it, go and read it. He was using a play on words from Barry Goldwater's old campaign slogan. You can find it at Countercurrents. In your heart, you know yay's right is the name of the article. I retweeted it. It's, it's really good. And so I would encourage you to check that out. It pretty much sums up my position. I, I, some people that I love and respect and agree with on just about everything have said that this makes people who – Want a question? Uh, and, and of course, let's make no mistake about it. The Jewish power structure would like to make it illegal for you to disagree with them. Uh, any any criticism is they, equated done to hate. That for, for all intents and purposes, in a lot of places, in a lot of the world, you're exactly right, Keith. But they want to make any disagreement, any sort of criticism, akin to hatred. 
And if that's just not the case. But the last thing in the world they want is a honest, fair, and candid conversation on the issues. And some people have said that this makes people who, who believe that we need to shed a light on the corruption of the existing system, that Kanye makes them look silly. And it discredits the message. I don't think that that's the case. I mean, whites have had a wide awakening on racial issues in the last seven years. We've given you all the stats and figures and polls to to back that up. But there really hasn't been a lot of attention given to, to this particular issue. It's not like you have Mark Weber or Kevin McDonald or anybody like that going out there and really raising awareness of the issues. And so then they send in the clown to... And I'm not calling Kanye West a clown. I'm just saying that if that's what you think, they send him in to sort of derail it and make it all look silly. silly. To the extent that anybody is talking about this right now in a, in a, in a major public way, it's because of Kanye West. And I, that, that's just my take so, on it. Mark Webber, it's a very needed uh, corrective. Mark Weber put up on his Twitter for the IHR, the, the Jews, quote, the Jews, end quote, is trending all day, every day on social media this week. So I don't and, know. And Who would did not that? be doing that without Kanye West. That's right. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Hill, President of the League of the South. I and my compatriots are Southern Nationalists. We seek the survival, well-being, and independence of the Southern people, our people. The League wants a South that enjoys the sweet fruits of Christian liberty and prosperity, but our current situation won't allow it. We must have our independence from Washington, D.C. and the globalists. The present system cannot be reformed. Without independence, we will continue down this path of destruction. To us, this is not acceptable. I'm asking you, Southern man and woman, to join us today to free the South. Call us at 256-757-6789 or see our website at www.leagueofthesouth.com. God save the South. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. take me too long to find some doo-wop Christmas music now, did you? Uh, right, and also the Beach Boys and <laughs> those four, uh, four freshman harmonies that Brian Wilson liked so much. <laughs> All right, so 
More Twitter comments. It opens the door for people to have conversations and be braver to ask questions. Sure. Anytime you have influencers doing that, that's, that's going to be well, – that's why they're influencers, right? And that's why the ADL is so determined to destroy them. They want people to see, see what will happen to you if you dare to speak truth to power. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And so – That goes back again to, look, the optics of it all. It, is it silly he was wearing a mask? Yeah, but I guess, you know, he's what is he? I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a black rapper at the end of the day, but I do think that he is sincere and genuine, and uh, I, 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 I hate to have to say this every time we bring it up, but no, we're going to have to solve these problems ourselves. Well, we, you know, part of it was a But I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to... Uh, not accept the assist if somebody's going to be talking about things. I'm like, oh, it's invalid if he says it because he was wearing a mask no, that's or he's black. Unfortunately, that's too much like too many people in the right. If they're, if it's not their idea and they're not getting in the spotlight for it, they want it destroyed. They want to vilify the person. We've got to stop this idea of having a circular firing squad on the right where uh, we take pot shots at other people on the right. That's right. What I like about Kanye is that he brought it out, and it's being talked about, like you said, uh, trending number one on uh, uh, Facebook. Oh, everywhere! Or it's I mean, it, and even the, the the all of the media mouthpieces can't resist it because of who he is. They have to try to stand in the vanguard and and stop him. So, this is definitely you know they they Jewish power and influence created Kanye. Oh, we're going to oh, oh, like Fra- talk about that. He with was David. like Frankenstein's monster turning on its maker. Well, that's exactly right. We're going to talk about that. But this is a good comment in from one of our dear friends out there who's listening, tuned in driving right now on I-40. And she writes, uh, people too afraid to say it and only want to talk about optics are the ones who want to criticize. I don't personally like looking up to black rappers, but I love truth, courage, self-sacrifice, and Christ. And yay has them all. That's a good comment. And yeah. he, he, who, he, he who, certainly who does appear to. He certainly does appear to. Who else would put billions of dollars on the roulette wheel at the um, uh, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> the wheel of fortune, uh, you know, the media uh, <laughs> uh, gambling casino the way he did. And knowing he was going to lose it. I, I think he knew that going in, and it was a sacrificial type of offering, and that, that makes it all the more. If you bumbled yourself into losing it, okay, that's, that's still something. But he did it, I think, knowing what the risks were. Well, and no, because he a- obviously knows the power structure because, as you said, that's the, that's the, interest, the, the ironic thing about it is that the same system that built him up and made him into a mogul and made him into this uber celebrity, and he saw how they worked, though, and was honest enough to say, hey, these people – and he even said, he said, hey, they, they, if I was just singing about gangbanging all day – I'd still have it all, but I, I serve a higher calling now, and so. Well, it was a manly thing to do, and we need to acknowledge that. You know, that's. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to, you know, laugh at the at the mask or anything else that he did prior to this. I'm sure there's areas of disagreement. I'm sure he's said and done a lot of things throughout his life. I know he has that I disagree with, and those issues can stand. But right now, I mean, for God's sake, people, I mean, get out there and do it. Well, look, let, let's make this clear. What are we he talking about He said a lot of things optics? about morality and Christ that even Trump would never say. That's exactly right, our listener. Well, his optics were he had a fishnet, and then he had a Yahoo Cola, and that was supposed to be net and Yahoo that he was uh, kind of <laughs> channeling or whatnot. Let, let's play a few more of these clips uh, now that you it. bring it up, Keith. And another Twitter comment uh, in right now. This, this just goes to show what we're talking about. 
One of my uh, fairly tame co-workers asked me about Kanye on Alex Jones today. The spillage is real, and I re uh, really don't know how they intend to contain it. Maybe if they figure we're too busy starving and not being able to heat our homes this winter, we will all let it pass. That's well, he, he's caught them in a trap because they've made a world, Jewish power and influence has made a world where a white person cannot criticize a black person without being subject to the charge of racism. Well, if they go after Kanye too hard, they are going to be the new racist. And, you know, that's a lose-lose situation for them. Other than that, they either shut up and let him say his piece, or they try to shut him up and censor him by calling him a racist. A black guy is a racist? And Come let me on. tell you something. We'll find out exactly how much power the black community has because I've, I've done – it's like I said a couple of weeks ago. I was defending Kanye West, and I put out a couple of tweets that went pretty viral – and I had all these blacks patting me on the back I said, and, and telling me, you know, congratulations. Thank you for being so brave. I'm like, what is this? We're friends now? <laughs> so, I mean, of this well, issue, we can be. And, and, and we'll find out because a lot of I, – I, I did a deep dive into black social media. There's a lot of blacks asking a lot of questions that some people would rather them not be asking. We'll see. i, I got to play a couple of these clips, he's though. He's a perfect we'll messenger for the black community. That's exactly right. Uh Ramsey Paul says this feels like Weimar Germany, the sexual degradation, economic collapse, lack of hope. Based on that, I guess I can understand why someone like Kanye can resonate with so many people. The elite should think about dialing things back a tad or they risk another mustache, man. Let's let's do a couple of more clips of Kanye West on Alex Jones this week. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms. Amazing. Uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say, like, you like the you like the uniforms? But that's about no, it. No, we we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> he's just he's just rubbing Alex Jones' nose in there. <laughs> Hang on, here's another one. Alex said, "I thought I was in trouble over Sandy Hook. This is nothing." <laughs> <laughs> here's another one. Trying to be shocking with that. I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I do not. I the the Holocaust is not what happened. Let's look at the facts of that. And Hitler has a lot of redeeming qualities. So tell us, you think? All right. So I mean, it doesn't get much well, more. You, you see, he never asked him. Well, tell me about those redeeming qualities. No, he tries to shut him up and move to another topic. That's why I say that Alex Jones is a cuck. I've said that for a long time. Now, oh, hang on. Here we go. Here's another one. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, he's not a. He's not. Our guy is not not our guy. I mean, we, we have he some He certainly is not stupid enough not to know who is leading his persecution. But Alex Jones course. is a millionaire. You don't become a millionaire by not playing the game a little bit. But, I, you know, he certainly says well, things he, we agree he, with. Too. I mean, look, no, no, no. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, okay, to what degree of purity must a man, uh, you know, get to before he can be okay? I'm saying he's better than most people in the media. Well, i tell you what his theme song ought to be, the Funky Chicken. Oh, hang on. Hang on. we got to play another clip here. <laughs> The most Nazi-like activities I've seen, um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down to a lot of really bad things. But they did good things, too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, come on, Kanye. See, <laughs> Kanye is a true believer in the First Amendment. Alex Jones, who is trying to defend himself as being this great First Amendment hero, has shown his true colors in this, this interview. I mean, he's trying to stuff the uh, sock in the uh, mouth wait, of Kanye all the time. We ain't done. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. Jew, I love <laughs> oh, everyone. And Jewish people are not gonna... Hold on, I'm sorry. That that's a clip that we were playing, and there's somebody that's uh, 
uh, talking behind it, and I didn't know they were going to be there, so I didn't see that guy there. That was on somebody else's stream. Well, anyway, I think you've got the, I think you've got the gist of it, ladies and gentlemen. Of the kind of, co- let's just put it this way: you've got a gist there of the kind of comments that uh, he was making for a full three hours on Alex Jones. Kanye, and, and he was scared. mainly brought on to t- to tell the story that we were covering in the first part of this hour about the guess who's coming to dinner episode at Mar-a-Lago. He was brought on to talk about that and to talk about some other things and I guess presumably him running for president or him saying that he's going to run for president and all of that. And then somehow, some way, Jones invoked the name of Hitler and that just set Kanye off for the rest of the afternoon. Kanye is as, I mean, Kanye is brave and Alex Jones is as cucked as they come. Let's just be honest about uh, it. Well, look, no, I, I got to disagree with you there, my friend. As cucked as they've come, Maybe cucked a little. I've seen well, people more cucked, cucked I've on seen, this issue. I've seen people more cucked than Alex Jones. I can promise you. Uh, but I mean, it, it, uh, I'm, not, I'm just trying to be fair here. Look, it's it, it like I was rubbing my eyes to see if this was Mitt Romney instead. Uh, well, I'm, okay, you know, but he knows. Yes, he knows. He's he gonna. Uh, all right. There's somebody asked me to play this. I got a couple of comments about this one. They said, they said this was the money shot right here. So we'll play this. I think this is the time where Ye draws out the the word here for uh, as a point of emphasis. Let's it's just rubbing Alex let, Jones' hang on, nose let's just, in. Let's just see here. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms amazing, uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say like you like the, the you like the uniforms? But that's about no, it. No, we we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. Okay, so you got it now. You got the gist. You can watch the whole three hours. It's everywhere. He is toying with (laughs) Alex Jones. He's trying to tell Alex Jones, you know, you know, be a man, okay? Stand up and and say that you're a First Amendment. If you are going to portray yourself as some paragon of the First Amendment, Stop trying to censor conversation. Well, he he let him have the conversation. He just basically said that that he he was doing it. Yeah, he, he tried to. Tone him down. He tried to not trying him. to yank him in. Well, he did try that. And he said, but I he am virtuous. You know, you think Jewish power and influence is going to give Alex Jones a pass? You think they're going to come in here and try to uh, overturn those outrageous verdicts that were uh, judgments made against him in those cases? Heck no. I don't, I just, they, they, see, these people, it's like a Stalinist show trial. It doesn't matter. They can put you up on the stand like they did in the Stalinist show trials. You can tell them how much you love Comrade Stalin, how devoted you are to the revolution and whatnot. And they're just going to look at you and then they say, guilty, take him out and shoot him. Okay? All right. Uh, yeah, all, all that's fine. But here, here's the thing when we're talking about this. Well, because everybody's talking about it. If you don't know what they're talking about, now you know. Uh, that's, that's one reason we wanted to cover it. Now, I'm also interested to see, now you have this, Kanye West. Dave Chappelle, what he did on Saturday Night Live, Kyrie Irving, where's this going? You know, that's the really thing that's the thing that's most interesting to me about this. It's like a cancerous metastasizing. It continues to level up, but it's going to be interesting to see what the other side does uh, to knock these people down and if if they somehow, some way can continue, how they continue to up the Pandora's box has been opened. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back uh, with our second hour next. Don't miss it.
herbs have been used by people since the dawn of time. When Rockefeller introduced allopathic medicine, many herbal remedies fell by the wayside as people put their faith in prescription pills and the world just gets sicker. Here at Heathen Herbs, we look to the past and to nature for answers. We offer tinctures, magnesium skin cream, lip balm, tooth powder, colloidal silver throat spray, and more. Check us out at HeathenHerbs.com. You're listening to the Political Cess Pool on ResolutionRDO.com. Call and listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607-203-5423. You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. You're listening to Resolution Radio at ResolutionRDO.com. The only untold story of World War II you will ever need to know. You have done a magnificent job. The visual impact that people will experience when they see what you have produced, you've been very impartial in your presentation, and you have allowed the people, the viewers, to make up their own mind. You present the the evidence, and anyway, it's an honor to have you on the program. To find out more on this phenomenal documentary series, go to thegreateststorynevertold.tv. In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. We're back. 
ladies and gentlemen, as we get ever so closer to Christmas, this Saturday evening, December the 3rd, back with us tonight, yours truly, James Edwards, and Keith Alexander is none other than our very good friend, Harry Cooper, president of Shark Hunters, known Harry 20 years, longtime friend of mine. Uh, his group, of course, has put together these legendary tours of Germany. Uh, friends of mine have told me that it has been the trip of a lifetime to go on one of Harry's Shark Hunters tours, uh, an organization that exists to tell the true history of the U-boats without propaganda and to bring former enemies together as friends. Now, if you missed Harry's most recent two appearances on the show, go back in our broadcast archives to the show's September 17th and October 8th, we spent an hour on both of those evenings talking about the purpose and the mission and some of the history of shark hunters. Check that out. But that's not what Harry is on to talk about tonight. Specifically, he's on to play Santa Claus himself this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I know you're going to think in light of the Kanye West thing, we're, we're, we're sort of just kind of being a copycat, <laughs> but no. Nobody uh, else is doing this. Nobody. It, I had this plan about two months ago, and it's been in the works for several weeks. I called Harry a few weeks ago, and I said, Harry, for our Christmas fundraising drive, I want to do something very special for the audience, and you're the man to make it happen. And so here to tell us all about it is Harry Cooper himself. Harry, how you doing down there in Florida, Skipper? I'm doing great. How you guys doing up there in Tennessee? We're all right. I tell you what, we're having a good time. We got good music, good friends on the show tonight. What can we say, Keith? We're, we're a bunch of landlovers. We need to have all salt, uh, like Harry gives us. Well, yeah, that's right. I, I am gives now, a crash dive um, into World War II. Yeah, no, I I used to live on my thirty foot sailboat, you know, and that's how I got interested in these boats. But under the Obama administration, unfortunately, I lost my sailboat. So I, I have no love for that Kenyan queer. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Uh, no, no, that's all right. No, the First Amendment is live and well here. No, I tell you what, that's uh, Hutton Gibson. Mel Gibson's father came on and called the Pope the same thing. He just didn't use the word Kenyan. And uh, like yeah. my wife's grandfather used to say, he'd call a spade a dirty shovel. All right, all right. No, that's fine. Uh, but anyway, okay, with that being said, listen, Harry. Uh, the Christmas <laughs> fundraising drive is, is, is we're officially underway for our fourth quarter yes, fundraising sir. drive and folks, we need it. We have really suffered. Our bottom line has suffered under the uh, Biden economy with this historic inflation. And I, I collaborated with Harry Cooper to come up with a very, very one of a kind special incentive. We've given out some special incentives over the years, uh, a piece of Jefferson Davis's home, <laughs> the actual roof that housed him when uh, in his slight uh, roof. Uh, that's right. Uh, autograph books, CDs, DVDs, all kinds of stuff over the years that I think are very interesting. But this is is right up there at the top. So, if you donate, if you respond to TPC's first quarter fund, uh, excuse me, fourth quarter Christmas fundraising drive, you're going to receive a copy of the book that Harry put together, U Boat: Stories from Men of the U Boat Wife. And this book was, and is, unlike any other in in in. In history, about the history of the U-Boat Waffle. And that's only part of it. Tell them the other Well, part. we'll get to that. I, yeah, there, but wait, there's more. But each chapter was written by a veteran of the like War at Sea. Peel, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Harry, you put this together. It. 
That's right. We're going to get to it all. That's why we booked Terry for an hour tonight. Uh, but this book about the U-boat Wafa, uh, each chapter was written by a veteran of the war at sea. Okay, these are their memories. Yep. These are their words. No researcher could write anything that comes even close to what you're reading in this book. This is from the men who were there. And, and, and Harry, they wrote it for you. This is real McCoy. Tell us how you Absolutely. put this book together. I don't think people are going to understand what they get in their hands. What is this book? How did you put it together? How did you possibly get these, these German veterans to write these chapters for you? We were so fortunate. Um, like I say, I used to live on my 30-foot sailboat in the Bahamas, and there was rumors of U-boats. And my first thought was those dirty Nazis, because I was a kid during the war years. We were taught the Germans were all Nazis. And then uh, when I had to go back to work. I was vice president of a company, and I started to research. And I found out these guys were not Nazis. They were young patriotic kids like I was a young patriotic American when I joined the Air Force. They were young patriotic Germans. They had the worst attrition rate of any military force ever in history. One man out of seven came home from the U-boats. That's almost an entire generation of young men. And it's not, as, as I put in some of my, book, of my books, the book we're talking about tonight, U-boat, that's volume one. And we got volume 17 going to the printer shortly. But these are, uh, these are not statistics. These are young men who are not going to be at the Christmas tree next year. They're not going to be at the at this table with the family. They're not going to be home to their mom and dad. As you know, my son was killed when he was 20. And there's no pain that can equal that. And so I started researching this. And we... Um, I started communicating by mail, that's Holder was back then, with Carl Friedrich Merton, uh, holder of the Knight's Cross with Oakleaf, and he was commander of U-68. And then I put together a convention for shark hunters in Key Largo, Florida, because I lived in Chicago at the time, and this was in February, and I wanted to get out of the cold. We had 11 U-boaters show up for that, plus a whole lot of Americans and some American sub-vets, but three skippers. One of them was the youngest combat submarine commander of the war. He won the Knight's Cross, and he became my best friend in Germany. Uh, the next year, we went to Germany. Oh, It just shocked me because I had never been out of the Northern Hemisphere. Canada, Bahamas, Mexico, that's as far as I thought I should travel. And hold, Harry, hold on right there. Harry, just pardon this interruption. Mr. Producer, let's blow this first break. Let's take the break at the bottom of the hour. I don't want to interrupt Harry right now in the telling of this story. Let's blow the first uh, segment break, and we'll, we'll go to break at, uh, at 30 past. Okay. okay, go ahead, Harry, please. So anyhow, he said, uh, come over to Germany. Okay. So we did, and we all got together. And we all took the train to uh, Altena District in Hamburg, and we were met there by the guy who owned the hotel. He was also a Knight's Cross winning U-boats uh, skipper. We went to his hotel. They had a big room laid out with cold cuts and munchies for us, and there was a mob of us. And there were these two distinguished-looking gentlemen standing at the wall, watching us, not introducing or anything. Uh, it turned out later they wanted to make sure we were interested in history, not a bunch of raving Nazis. Turned out it was Carl Friedrich Merton and Reinhard Hardagen, 
both of which had won the Knight's Cross with oak leaves. They saw we were honest historians. We, we, I became very good friends with them. I was in Hardigan's home, I don't know how many times. They opened the door. They told the other U-boaters that we were honest, we were honorable, and above board. So they all came flocking. Otto Kretschmer, the most successful submarine commander of the whole war. I was in his house, I don't know how many times, and one time uh, I was sitting at the breakfast table on the patio across from him, helping his wife uh, with a, a newspaper puzzle on American TV doctors, and their little dog named Yuli came and laid down right on my feet. Kretschmer looked up over the top of his newspaper and said, Yuli is content, my family is complete. You don't think that was the most incredible rush. The greatest submarine commander of the war said that I was part of his family. So these guys realized, now bear in mind, they were treated like criminals. Um, I belong to the American Legion here. We have a big sign out front. We have a big lodge. We have a, a Huey helicopter out front. Mm -hmm. They can't do that in Germany. The U-boat veterans, of course, they're almost all gone now, but the U-boat veterans had their U-boatskameradschaft, the U-boat groups in uh, this town, that town, this city, that city. They couldn't have a sign out front. They couldn't have nothing out front. In Hamburg, they had to meet in a rented house that belonged to the guy who owned the hotel. In Klagenfurt, Austria, they had to eat or meet in what was a former coal bin in an office building. These guys realized that we were telling their stories, we were honest, and they were just coming out of the woodwork to tell us their stories. And like All I right, say, so the seven Let me say this, if I could, Harry. This is yeah, go ahead, Keith. <laughs> and that's what we specialize in. We've had shows with the survivors of the USS Liberty uh, oh, situation. Yeah. We've done things like that. We had Drew Lackey, who was a policeman in Montgomery, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, bus boycott uh, at the beginning of that. We I, and you are preserving history, oral history of people that were actually on the scene and we're yeah. getting their impressions. There's no also video history, and, too, because well, we've got videotapes of these guys talking. Uh, you got to go to sharkhunters.com. You got to become a member at sharkhunters.com as I am. It's $10 a month. You get access to so much audio, video, and of course, written history there without propaganda and this is the this is, let, let me just take a moment here well, look, just to harry's you. done something here that would not have uh, been done if it wasn't for harry him. is a national treasure and truly a living legend i mean if you value world military history uh, to be able history. to accurate history that's right well let's just go to sharkhunters.com this is the mission statement it's, it's there's three points to it to tell the history honest and true accurate of the u-boat wafa and the men who served honorably without propaganda, theories, guesses, fairy tales, or half-baked commentaries. Uh, number two, to restore the dignity and pride to those brave, honorable warriors. And number three, to bring former enemies together as friends. Now, Harry has told us a little bit about how he got in touch with uh, the first couple of U-boat veterans and how through uh, honest and good dealings he got ingratiated with a lot of the living veterans back some decades ago. And as a result of his work and as a result of him building that trust, so many of these veterans wrote 
a chapter apiece in this book that I'm holding in my hand right now, U-Boat, Stories from the Men of the U-Boat Waffle. Now, let me just remind you here, ladies and gentlemen, let me just, again, just to, to really emphasize here what this book is, unlike any other. In the history of the U-Boat Waffle, because each chapter was written by one of its veterans. These are their memories. These are their words. No researcher could write anything like this. This is from the men who are there. Each chapter is written by a German veteran specifically for Harry Cooper's organization, Shark Hunters. And by the way, Ronald Reagan once endorsed this group's efforts, okay? He was and a their member. Memoirs, see, and, and we're going to talk more. I, I, I couldn't believe the endorsement of this book by Admiral Frank Kelso, who was the a former chief naval officer of the U.S. Navy. We're going to yeah. talk about all that in a moment. But yeah, each he of these was CNO was at the time he gave the endorsement. That's incredible, back in the 90s. This is something else. The people that Harry has rubbed shoulders with, but particularly these German veterans, and they all wrote a chapter for this book for Harry. He collected their memoirs. Nobody else wanted them. They had been discarded to the dustbin of history. Much maligned, their pride and dignity and honor taken away. In this book, it is reclaimed, and he collected these memoirs, put it into this compilation, which we're offering to you, ladies and gentlemen, in, re in return for your much-needed support of this TPC. This is a historic preservation effort, basically. I'm at Chapter 2 right now, page 40 of the book, and I got chills, Harry. I told you the other day, I sent Harry an email, and I yeah. said, uh, Harry, I I've never read anything like this. So this is, you just mentioned Otto Kretschmer who was the most successful right. submarine skipper of any Navy in World War II, okay? Yep. And I'm reading the chapter, uh, page 40. I am Otto Kretschmer. I joined the German Navy in 1930 and became an officer in 1934. And he goes on to tell his history. And I, I got chills. It was like he was sitting right there telling me the story. I'm reading his yep. words written for this book for you that you put together. Nobody else has done this. Nobody else has done this. And quite frankly, nope. if you hadn't done it when you did do it, it'd be lost forever. That's right. I'm afraid you're absolutely correct. And I look back and, oh, geez, why didn't I ask this guy? And why didn't I talk to this guy? But, you know, the door has shut. And I got another, if you got 30 seconds, maybe 60 before we go to commercial, I got a real we, announcement we, 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 we blew a break, so we, we, we got about five or six more minutes at least, so oh, we blew okay. the brakes off, as they say. <laughs> there, <laughs> so there's, a, there's a group uh, uh, a group called uh, Teutonischer Troja, German Honor. They presented me their highest award last month, the Knight's Cross First Class with oak leaf there's only 15 in the world and only one in north america and that's me so now i'm sir sir harry listen you are that you are an honorable man and i will always call you sir and it'll be this, harry von pop <laughs> i met i met harry cooper for the first time back in uh, oh gosh, god I guess 25 or so years ago it, well, Doc, it's, it, it blurs, but it was actually only 18 yeah. years ago, if you can believe it. It was 2004, I believe, is what it was. But we oh, instantly okay. hit it off. And, and this, this what he's done here, I mean, his life's work, uh, this, is, this is something else, sharkhunters.com. And, folks, I am honored to be able to offer this to you. We have really, like I said, this program, I mean, Harry knows, you don't make any money doing this kind of work. No, and I'm a volunteer. We have... We all are, and we've, we've taken it yeah. on the chin in the Biden economy. I know some people haven't been able to. Oh, listen, boy. I bow before everyone who has donated this year and kept their, their quarterly contributions, but this book, <laughs> I wanted to do something very special for Christmas. Let me just read here from page 112. This is chapter 8. This is Reinhard Hardigan, who you just mentioned. 
this is just, these are the chapters. These are some of the things you'll be reading. This is uh, one of the, uh, he was on U-147 and then took over U-123. Yeah. Right. And And he sank the first ship in American waters. See, this is who's writing uh, chapters in this book, ladies and gentlemen. True men of history. And he writes in this opening paragraph, I entered the Navy, all in first person, I entered the Navy in 1933, and in 1935, I came to the Naval Air Force, where I spent four years through the Polish War. In November 1939, I was ordered into submarines. The reason for this being that as a German officer, I had already volunteered, so in being directed elsewhere, a German officer had no other recourse but to obey his new orders. And then he goes on and talks about his time in U-boats, making yeah. history. The I mean, Harry just said, this, folks, you've got to get this book. Don't listen. Support the work of the political cesspool. Uh, we, of course, have already sent a check to Harry. We want everybody to make out in doing this. We want to stay on the air. We're offering this to you. Anybody who donates $100 or more is going to get this book, and we already have them all here because we put the, uh, the work into this several weeks ago. So we've got them here. You want to donate. Uh, you're going to get a quarterly fundraising newsletter in the mail this uh, coming up week. Return envelope will be in there. Hundred dollars more, you're going to get this book the day after we receive your remittance, and uh, and uh, hopefully we can send Harry a little bit more money because Harry gave it to us uh, pretty much at cost. We did a little bit, a little bit more yeah. than that. And I stress a little, it, but you, you know, know who's the listen. biggest? I mean, uh, I was going to Amazon. tell you who's the, who's the biggest. <laughs> no, who's the biggest donor to shark hunters? Harry no, tell Cooper. me, tell me, tell me. Me. Nah, that's right. <laughs> No, yep. no. Every month when I get my retirement check in, I write, I write a check for $2,000 into Shark Hunters to keep us <laughs> moving forward. No and see, I want to do a little bit more to help Harry as well because we covered his cost for this. And, you know, when we first did our first fundraising drive 18 years ago, $100 triggered the incentive, whatever it was at the time. An autographed book by Pat Buchanan. I can't remember what it was. $100. It's still $100. Inflation hasn't hit us. Now, we get less of the pie because it costs $10 to send anything in the mail now. And, of course, you know, yeah, uh, we, it does. the materials cost as well. So we'll do a little bit better than break even if we have a really good fundraising drive. But, folks, we do need your support. I think, Keith, is this a, a book? If you were a listener, would this be something you want? You can't get this uh, anywhere th- th- else. This thing is solid gold. You cannot get this information anywhere else. This is history. This is unvarnished history. This is straight from the horse's mouth. That's why you need to get this while it's still available. And I just want to thank Harry for making it available. And, and Harry, you said something that was so profound in either your last appearance or maybe two appearances ago. We were talking about there being no propaganda like war propaganda. And I wish mm-hmm. I had the clip ready to play right now. You worded it so beautifully, probably the most beautiful I've ever heard it. You said, well, they do that because they can't tell you the truth. They couldn't tell the American servicemen. We want you to go over there and kill all of these other guys. They've got parents, mothers and fathers just like you do. They've got wives and sweethearts and children just like you do. They go to the same church you do. Uh, they're the same people as you are, but we want you to go kill them anyway. I mean, you said something yeah. much more eloquent than that, but that was pretty much <laughs> it. And, and that's the truth, yeah. right? Yeah, that's you know, absolutely correct. Me. When we were, when I was in, I was invited to the Soviet Union. Uh, I found out later, Ronald Reagan, who was a member, told Gorbachev to send me over there. Gorbachev ordered uh, uh, Vladimir Chernyevin, the commander in chief of the Soviet Navy, to bring me over. I didn't even know why I was there, but I went. And this one time, we had a round table. They love round tables, and all admirals around there. 
and I was standing, they were sitting, and each one asked me a question about submarine history, which I asked. And the whole time, this old captain, no, admiral, straight across the table from me with mutton-chop sideburns and steel blue eyes was staring a hole right through me. And it got to be his turn to ask a question. And instead of submarine history, he said, why are you here? And uh, you know me, James, I'm not shy. I pointed at him and I said, I was told you're my enemy. He got very stiff. I said, but you were told that I was the enemy. Yeah, he grudgingly agreed. I said, but I don't see an enemy. I see a man like myself who wants his children to grow up in peace and a, and a prosperous society and Amen. forget about the war. And he says, well, no, we will have a drink. I said, okay, let's drink Pepsi, a great American invention, because uh, <laughs> Gorbachev had the uh, distribution there. No, we are drinking vodka, a great Russian invention. I said, okay, fine. See, we're together already. And James is like somebody flipped a switch. They were all on their feet. They were all smiling. They came up. They were ripping the medals off their uniforms and putting them on my jacket. Wow, man. To have been a just to have seen that would have been enough for me, much less had that honor bestowed upon you. Harry Cooper, SharkHunters.com. Support TPC. Join Shark Hunters. SharkHunters.com. We're back with Harry. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. Residents in Beijing cheering as COVID-19 testing booths were removed. Meanwhile, Shenzhen said it would no longer require commuters to present test results to travel. There are signs of China looking to make its COVID policy more targeted amid an economic slowdown and public frustration that has boiled over into unrest. A viral video seen by Reuters showed workers in Beijing removing a test booth by a crane onto a truck. The news service could not immediately verify the authenticity of the footage. The body of seven-year-old Athena Strand was found dead Friday, two days after she was reported missing by her stepmom. Strand's body was discovered near Boyd, Texas, outside the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Wise County Sheriff Lane Aiken said a tip led authorities to 31-year-old Tanner Lynn Horner, a FedEx driver who made a delivery to the girl's home before she disappeared. Aiken says they have a confession from Horner, who's in jail in lieu of a $1.5 million bond. A price cap on Russian oil that aims to limit the Kremlin's resources and financing its war against Ukraine will go into effect on Monday. The U.S. and other countries, including the 27-nation bloc known as the European Union, have agreed to limit what they pay for Russian oil to $60 a barrel. Even though oil from the Kremlin has been trading for around that much, it's well below the international benchmark, which closed Friday at more than $85 a barrel. Either way, Russian officials not happy about the decision. The Russian embassy in Washington insisting that Russian oil will continue to be in demand. Brazilian soccer great Pele says he is strong with a lot of hope as he undergoes treatment in a Sao Paulo hospital. Earlier, the hospital said he was still undergoing treatment and remained stable. That followed a report that the 82-year-old three-time World Cup winner has begun end-of-life care after not responding to chemotherapy. You are listening to USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Have a man, 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 have a man, man, Merry Christmas. Have a man, 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 have a man, man, Merry Christmas. Have a man, 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 have a man, man, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Have a man, 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 have a man, man, Merry Christmas. Christmas. It's a merry, merry Christmas. The Christmas lights are bright. I'm gonna spend this Christmas with my lady tonight. We'll have a little eggnog and a Christmas candy cane. And Christmas kiss my baby again and again. Have a man, man, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to have a Merry Christmas or a me, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> and join us with Harry Von Cooper. Uh, listen, Harry, yes, he is royalty, and uh, I'm sure he's got his Santa hat on tonight as he plays Santa Claus for our listening audience because uh, the... You're getting this book dirt cheap, folks, when you get this. Fourth quarter fundraising drive uh, is featuring one of his life's work, uh, U-Boat stories from the men of the U-Boat Waffa. As we've mentioned, only Harry Cooper, uh, literally only Harry Cooper could have collected this because only Harry Cooper made the effort to go to these to these veterans and seek out the truth and put their stories into a book that everybody could enjoy and learn from. And as I said, we've said it a couple of times now, every chapter is written by a veteran of the war at sea. Their memories, their words. I, as I read it, I was like, I could feel their presence. It was like they were sitting there telling me their story. It's written in the first person. Harry collected these, put it into this compilation, which we're offering you. $100 or more. You know we've been deplatformed everywhere and by everybody. So in order to get your contributions to TPC these last few years, it's got to be check or money order through the USPS. And uh, that's the way we've got to do it. But, but. If you're saying to yourself, James, I, I can't wait to send you a check for this. I want to make an electronic contribution tonight. Well, as I said, we have been banned from credit card processing. But, but there is a way, there is a way for this month only. So if you would like to make a contribution tonight, and I mean right now, email me, james at thepoliticalcesspool.org. I'll let you know how to do it. We can't tell it publicly because we don't want all of our friends uh, that uh, want to see a star. It's like U-Boats, it's secret. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but if you are a trusted friend of TPC, email us at james at thepoliticalcesspool.org, and I'll let you know how to do it. If you donate tonight, uh, we will get it into the mail to you on Monday. And this book would be enough. This book is more than enough. I think this book, we have done quarterly fundraisers four times a year, every year for 18 years, and this has got to be Top three. I think top three, uh, you know, and that's that's uh, that's that's being, you know, perhaps not giving it the credit it's due because in addition to this one of kind, one of a kind book, you're going to receive a five inch by four inch black and white photo that has been hand signed by one of the German veterans of World War Two. Harry collected these signatures. All of these signatures have been put on the photo by that person's hand. So your photo will be hand-signed by one of these men of history. And the back of the personally autographed photograph contains a name, the name of the veteran uh, whose 
photo you'll see and a brief description of his military service. So that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the incentive gift for those who donate $100 or more. You'll get this book we've been talking about and a hand-signed, personally autographed, no rubber stamps, no auto signs, the real deal. And, Harry, how did you make that happen? And you, I, you told me you collected a lot of these from a lot of different veterans, not just you boaters. Right, right. There were also some some fly boys in there as well. And uh, I think there was one, one veteran from the Turpets. What we did, this was a suggestion by one of our members, uh, a guy named Myron Blahey. This was his suggestion. And I wrote to all the veterans, all the veterans of World War II who were members of Shark Hunters. And I said, hey, send me one photograph of yourself in the war, in uniform, etc. I'm going to have a hundred copies of the photo made. Then I'm going to send a hundred copies and your original back to you. You hand sign every one of those hundred copies and mail them back to me. Everyone said yes, except for two men. <laughs> one, you were reading his stuff, the drum beater, Reinhard Hardegg, and he was a politician for 20, 30 years after the war, and he says, I've, I'm, I'm done with it. The other one was Otto von Bülow, one of the top submarine commanders. He would have done it, except he is so crippled up with arthritis. He, he, he was only about four foot, maybe four foot two when we last saw him because he was so bent over. He couldn't even hold a fork. Otherwise, he would have done it. We had another one of our members, uh, Tomzen. If you ever saw the movie Das Boat, there was this drunk laying on the floor, vomiting all over himself in the bathroom. They portrayed that as Rolf Thompson, but Thompson was not that way. He wouldn't have anything to do with the veterans associations after they ran that. He agreed. He was going to. He also signed some of our hand signed prints, but he agreed. I sent everything over. Then I got a call from uh, a, a dear friend, Gerd Tater, who was also a U-boat commander. Uh, he was like an uncle to me, and he said, "Don't count on getting anything back from Thompson because he's." got cancer and he's only got a couple of weeks to live. So okay, fine. That's sad. I keep him in my prayers. A week later I got him all signed. Thompson dying of cancer. This man signed all 100 of those and sent them back to me. These guys It is are duty to the, the end. Yeah, the honorable, some of the finest people, you know, with these guys I love dealing with them. A handshake is a contract. And there ain't no gray. There's black or white. You're either an honorable person or you're dirtbag. There's no in-between. And I love dealing with people like that because you don't have to guess anything what's going on. It's right there out in the open. This is just an amazing story. I mean, every time we have you on, Harry, over the years, and especially you know back uh, this year, the, the, your last couple of appearances, this is your third time since the uh, early fall to come on with us, I, I, I could sit – for three hours a night, every night, and this just be the show, uh, just talking about this history and your personal experiences <laughs> with these men who, who made the history. And then, you know, I was, I was looking through. i got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, believe me, we're going we're gonna to send these off to you uh, if you help support the show. And we need your help. We have had a, a rough year financially because of, of this uh, economy that uh, Biden has inflicted on us. But So we need everybody. And everybody who's looking, I, I'm not diminishing who has stood with us. I mean, without you, we'd, we'd, we'd be much worse off and perhaps even off the air. But uh, 
So we thank did. you for that. But we need we need people to stand with us this quarter. That's why we've got this extra special thing uh, for you here. But I was looking through these photos that Harry sent me, along with all of the books. They're all in stock. They're all ready to ship right now. So you're not going to have to wait. You will have them before Christmas. You'll have them next week uh, if you donate. Tonight, or when your letter comes in the mail, you send something back, we'll get it out to you the very next day. I was looking through these photos, Harry, and I was thinking, my God, I want to keep them all. I, I, I don't <laughs> want, I, I got to send them out because I'm promising people that I didn't want to send, send these out. I wanted to keep at least one of each. Tell some of the, the people, some of the, the folks. Now, uh, we don't have a, a hundred uh, photos of just one veteran. We have a, uh, a collection. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, a mixed bag. Uh, what are some of the the, the uh, personalities that they'll that they may oh, be receiving here? You uh, you caught me by surprise there. I didn't uh, keep a list. My secretary's got a well, list. You, of you, what don't, we you, you don't have to know exactly who's in our batch, but just in general. Oh, some of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, my best friend in Germany, Hans Georg Hess. Four months after his twenty-first birthday, they gave him co uh, command of a combat submarine and told him, go out and die for your country. Toward the end of the war, only one boat out of ten was coming back from its very first patrol. Nine out of ten were killed. And he came back after five war patrols. Uh, so he's, he signed some of them. Gerd uh, um, Tater, uh, probably the only man to ever go through the gates of hell twice, Gibraltar. He went through twice. Once he went in as first officer on a on U-548, and then later a command of his own submarine, um, U-466, he went through again. Uh, Jerry Richter, the guy who was radio operator on U-81 when they sank the aircraft carrier HMS Ark Royal. Um, oh, geez, uh, there's another fellow who was uh, on the Tirpitz, Carl Friedrich Merton, one of the top submarine commanders. Kretschmer was not able to because, unfortunately, he was dead by that time. A terrible, terrible accident. He and his wife were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary on a luxury cruise boat on the uh, Donau River, which is also the Danube. And he slipped going downstairs, cracked his head, uh, was unconscious for two days, and then died. Otherwise, he would have done it too. Be called home like that. That's a, well. I'll tell you that that's a terrible yeah. tragedy. I'll tell you one person who's in our mix is, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but uh, uh, this is uh, Georg Hogel. Oh, Georg Hogel. Yeah. Am I pronouncing what that a nice guy. He's an incredible. He was an incredible artist. Um, he'd be looking at you, talking to you, looking straight at your face while he's sketching away, and you figure, okay, he's doing, doing a picture of me. Then he shows you the picture. No, it's somebody sitting five tables over to your <laughs> left. That guy was great. He was a radio operator on the first boat into combat. And I see his chapter right yeah, now. We've got some signed photos from him, Keith. Right. It didn't look like something from Salvador Dali, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Salvador, no, no. This guy, you could tell what his pictures were. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, join Shark Hunters tonight. $10 a month. I'm a member. I just saw my debit come out a couple of days ago for this month. Sharkhunters.com. Harry Cooper. One more segment with him. You donate to TPC this month, the book, and a signed photo from one of the German veterans. I'm Michael Hill, president of the League of the South. I and my compatriots are Southern Nationalists. 
We seek the survival, well-being, and independence of the Southern people, our people. The League wants a South that enjoys the sweet fruits of Christian liberty and prosperity, but our current situation won't allow it. We must have our independence from Washington, D.C. and the globalists. The present system cannot be reformed. Without independence, we will continue down this path of destruction. To us, this is not acceptable. I'm asking you, Southern man and woman, to join us today to free the South. Call us at 256-757-6789 or see our website at www.leagueofthesouth.com. God save the South. In Message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8.44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13.2 The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. A pair of high-bound boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Bonnie and Ben. Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Treat yourself to a fantastic Christmas present while benefiting our work here and helping us stay on the air. I would like to send a little bit more money to Harry Cooper, who gave us all of this stuff at cost and really even less than that. And uh, we need to be helping the people who are doing good work, and we want to be doing that for Harry, and we want to be able to stay on the air. And you can help us do both by contributing this quarter before December the 31st. $100 $100 or more, you're going to get this book we've been talking about, U-Boat, Stories from Men of the U-Boat Waffa, written by these German veterans, specifically for Harry's compilation, each chapter written by a veteran of the war at sea. And this is history, and I don't care if you're a world military enthusiast, I don't care if it's uh, Geronimo or Yamamoto or Montezuma or whomever, I mean, this is... This is it. I mean, this is something, and you just can't find it because, you know, sadly, especially when you're talking about these signed pictures from these veterans, so many of these photos were signed uh, by them years ago, and they're they're gone now. I mean, they're not going to come back down from heaven and sign anymore, so you can't get any more photos like this. And I want to thank Harry Cooper. 
personally and publicly for offering uh, those all of this to us at such a reduced rate. Uh, we are comrades uh, fighting the battle as uh, we can in uh, modern times. And so this is a very special incentive. I think one of the most uh, impressive and interesting that we've ever offered, and uh, we offer it to you now. If you want it now, send us an email, james at thepoliticalaccessible.org. We'll let you know how to send a very discreet electronic contribution. If not, checks uh, still work, and that is the primary uh, way to help us. We mentioned uh, Ronald Reagan, having been a member of Shark Hunters, having endorsed the group, having written uh, a letter to Harry endorsing the work of Shark Hunters. But I, I want to read now the endorsement of Admiral Frank Kelso, who, as Harry mentioned, when he wrote this endorsement for this particular book that we're offering you, he was the chief naval officer of the United States Navy. This was back in the early 90s. And Admiral Kelso wrote this. The pages of U-Boat are fascinating reading. They tell the gripping stories of the war at sea, in the words of those who lived it and died in the submarines and those who hunted submarines, the old enemies have become friends. Now, this is the chief naval officer of the United States Navy in the early 90s saying that these German veterans had become our friends. You would never hear that now past the lips of a craven politician. Yeah, you got to turn that on. Certainly not from Admiral Rachel Levine. Right? Yeah, see, I mean, this just goes to show just in the course of the last 40 years how much, the 30, 40 years, how much things have, uh, have degenerated. The old enemies, uh, Admiral Kelso continues, have become friends. That's the real story of this book. None could have thought 50 years ago that this book would have been printed or such mortal enemies would relate the grim stories of the war in a book written together. I found the stories of great interest and recommended them to those who would like to know how the war was fought. It should be remembered that the life of Britain and Germany depended on the outcome of the U-boat conflict. This book reveals how this took place, scene by scene, and the courage and bravery of the men who participated on both sides. I recommend its reading as a reminder never again to get enveloped in such a conflict. Uh, you know, Harry, that's the thing. Hey, yeah, oh, oh, Harry Cooper, James Edwards, Keith Alexander, we told y'all neo-Nazis and uh, you know, skinheads and whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, that's uh, what Ronald Reagan is, and that's what the admiral at the time of uh, the uh, the chief naval officer. Uh, head of naval operations. Yeah. Uh, how did, how in the world did you score? That's what how in means. the world did you score that endorsement for this book? He joined Shark Hunters like everybody else. And <laughs> that after is Ronald something Reagan, attracted to it. Yeah, Ronald Reagan, great man. I'm sitting here looking at the Presidential Medal of Merit that he awarded me. Oh, God, 50 years ago or 40 years, whatever, and the American flag hanging behind my desk was also sent to me by Ronald Reagan. It wasn't good enough for the Southern Poverty Law Center. They have you, uh, Ronald Reagan or Admiral Kelso's endorsements be damned. You're, you're a hate group, same as we. Right, but that's general hate, because, and that's better than colonel hate or major hate. <laughs> Those people that's are right. such sleazy... <laughs> They there is a category, bastards. general hate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, general hate. They have at least taken me, I'm told they've taken me off the page that I'm no longer a neo-Nazi, but Shark Hunters is still a hate group. And one of our top, one of our long, long-term members, uh, Larry, Larry Kagan, he's Jewish, and he keeps going to the Southern Poverty Law Center and telling them they're full of shit. And yes, I say that on your show, yeah. And you just did. he's a hardcore <laughs> supportive member of Shark Hunters, and he's Jewish for Christ's sake. Yeah. But he, he he loves the SS. That's another whole story. Uh, hey, you know, we they, got there's actually I saw 
one SS uh, in this collection, Hans Schmidt, uh, who Hans you know there Schmidt. should be books. There should be books written about him. He wrote his own book, SS Panzer Grenadier, and we've got some autograph. Those are going to be really hard to part with. Those are our only SS autographs we got in the lot. Yeah. But uh, I. Uh, but that, that's just goes to show when you. Support us this this quarter. You never know who you're going to get, but he's going to be a man of history, and his a short uh, biography will be on the back of this card yep. and you uh, this photo rather this autograph photo, and you you can read the rest in the book. But one thing that I was so fascinated about, Harry, not to change the subject, was that I, I figured once a submarine was sunk, that everybody on board was dead. I read about sub after sub sinking, and then uh, how did they survive that? Well, it depends. Uh, first, I'll throw this in. Hans Schmidt was a guest in my house several times. Um, now, how do they survive? Well, let's look at U-701. It, uh, it got surprised. The lookout wasn't paying attention, and, a, and an American bomber came up behind it. The bomb blew the entire stern off the submarine, and it sank like a stone. But they, had, uh, they got the compartment doors closed, and they were down in about 120 feet of water. And so the other compartments still had air in them, and they popped the hatch, and Captain Dagan, Horst Dagan, was also a member of Shark Hunters. He said it's like he was propelled out of there as soon as he opened the hatch. The hatch blew open, and the pressure shot him straight to the surface. Seventeen guys got out of that submarine. Unfortunately, uh, they weren't able to take any life belts with them or food or water, and they bobbed around on the ocean for about two days before the Navy found out where they were because the Navy had been looking for them. They wanted to grab these submarine guys. Um, but they finally saw them. There was a, a, a Navy uh, PBY, I think it was, flew over them and landed. First threw out some life, uh, life rafts, etc., and when Horst Deegan was in the hospital, he was a prisoner. He was in the hospital in some place in Virginia. Harry Kane, the pilot of the bomber that sank him, came to visit him. And George Middleton, the pilot of the PBY that rescued him, came to visit him. No, the blimp, the blimp that uh, found him and, and rescued they came. They became good friends after the war. So you can get out of a sub if it's not sunk too deep. And if you can keep the compartments closed, but if that thing goes down in Mother Ocean, it gets down to the crushed depth about, well, with a German submarine, about 900 or 1,000 feet is crushed depth. It's like a beer can full of flies that gets run over on the interstate. Uh, when, when the hull is breached, they, they don't die from drowning. Uh, the pressure uh, the, from one atmosphere terrible, inside terrible. the sub you know, to, it, yeah, to about 100 Wham! I would yeah, never. That's a, that's a, hell, that's I would a, never go to war in a submarine. No kidding. I mean, I was just I was talking to my dad about this. Uh, we were looking through this book together, and I said, you know, if you were in the Luftwaffe, you could you could zigzag, you could fly around, you could do something. If you were Bail out, if you were in the Wehrmacht, you could you could run, you could duck, you could do something. If you got hit in a sub, you're just there. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. One, and one so that's our... another reason the sacrifice was just so heroic. Right. What do they and, say, uh, Harry? They say, our, uh, grab, they say, grab they your right? ankles. They say, one year, they say, bend over, grab your ankles, and kiss your ass goodbye, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of, one of our members told him, he was on a U-boat uh, fighting the Murmansk convoys, and they picked up three survivors from a German, 
German plane that had crashed. And they were talking as they were going along, and they, they asked the, the flyboys if they would rather want to serve in the, in the submarines. And <laughs> I still remember the guy's comment, which is in one of our books. He said, uh, if I get shot down in my airplane, I can jump out and bail out with my parachute. If you guys are running submerged and you get a hole in it, you die like a damn rat in a trap. That's it. So, yeah. That's yeah. It. Anybody that, that, who served that, that, yeah. in submarines in the wartime, they got a lot of guts. Absolutely. And those are the stories from the men you'll be reading about. And I, I can't say it again. We've never, Harry, in all these years, nearly two decades on the air, I have never spent a full hour uh, detailing a fundraising incentive. Uh, but this was one that was just especially special. And, and any excuse to have you on the show is uh, going to make for an hour of great radio. But, folks, again, support TPC uh, before December the 31st, our Christmas fundraising drive. You get the book that we've been talking about. You get the signed photo, hand-signed by one of these men of history to compliment the book. And that's what we're going to be sending out to everybody. You'll get your letters in the mail. If you haven't received them yet, we sent a few out this week. Most of them will go out on Monday, before our next show anyway. Read the letter. It tells you everything that we've been doing behind the scenes here on TPC the last few weeks. And uh, it, uh, of course, details this incentive and how you can support it. And uh, we want to send some more money to Harry as well. Harry, sharkhunters.com. you got a big trip coming up next fall, about a minute remaining. You're going back to Germany next fall. We are indeed. We had been going every year, um, bringing as many people want to go as um, would, would go with us. And before their deaths, the U-boaters would meet with us. And now still we go places nobody else can go um, because we have friends with keys. And uh, it's in September. And if your people send me an email, uh, it's on my sharkhunters.com. Send an email and we'll put you on the mailing list. Hey, folks, 10 bucks. It. Keith spent more money on gas tonight to get to the studio. So 10 bucks a month and you get all of this great information Support our work. You'll get the book and the photo. And uh, you join Shark Hunters. You can go on one of these incredible trips to Germany. And you go through all of these historic sites with Harry Cooper and his group. Yeah, we're just it's adding one, one thing to the trip. Uh, the castle where they did uh, where Eagles Dare. We're going into that oh. castle. Wow. All right. Sharkhunters.com, folks. That's it. Harry, we'll talk to you again before Christmas. But I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for being on tonight to help us introduce this fundraising incentive. We'll talk to you soon, my brother. Stay tuned, everybody. We have the new product at InfoWarsLife.com, BioTrue Selenium. We've had so many requests over the years for selenium, and just recently, we were able to source a certified organic bioavailable selenium from mustard seed extract. When you take selenium in the body, it actually benefits the detoxification systems in your body. It helps balance the thyroid gland. It helps detoxify. Selenium is another one of those absolute must-haves. The highest concentration of selenium is in the thyroid gland, but it's actually used all over the body. As a matter of fact, there's 25 genes in the body that are directly dependent upon selenium. So it really is a all-around nutrient that everybody really needs. I'm taking it now every day. This is so key. BioTrue Selenium is the product, the best selenium that we could bring you. We believe it's the best out there at a very, very low price. Exclusively available at InfoWarsLife.com or by calling toll-free 888 you're listening to the Political Cess Pool on ResolutionRDO.com. Call and listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607-203-5423.
Katie Armor raised the standard. Finally, AR500 steel core body armor that comfortably conforms to the chest and torso. Unique design distributes weight. Feeling lighter, increases mobility, and lessens fatigue. Introducing the Combat Quad Bend CQB, a revolutionary plate-forming process that caters to the end user. The CQB is an industry game-changer, a must-have for the ladies. Available now, only at katiearmor.com, c-a-t-i-armor.com. Come and take it. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows the only way you'd give a freshly minted driver a brand new car is if he promises to never drive it. Instead, let him grind the gears and knock over the neighbor's mailbox in something a little more suited to his skill level. And with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, he can safely drive something that's nearly as old as he is. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for him. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. great to be with you ladies and gentlemen any week of the year uh, all of these years but especially great to be with you at christmas time and we've got uh, as we get closer to that very special and spiritual time of year we are going to focus on things more eternal in nature but uh, we're having a good time hey these last couple of weeks keith have been outstanding in fact as, as a matter of fact the last five hours of broadcasting each of the five hours have had a guest that have dominated their respective hours. The last five hours, five different guests, all an hour apiece. Let's take a quick break here, at least for a segment, and just catch our breath. I mean, how about uh, how about our guys tonight? How about everything you've heard, everything uh, going back to, well, I guess I should say the first hour of tonight's show didn't. It seemed like it did. We didn't have a guest that hour. We were so busy talking about the, uh, the interview. It felt like we did, but Anyway, great radio the last couple of weeks here on TPC. Uh, I know we didn't have a lot of time to talk those at least four of the last five hours because of the guests, and that's fine. That's what we do here. But let's take a chance, put a put a, a saddle you up, and let you let you run for a minute. Well, we had a couple of evergreens. We had Peter Brimelow, and then we had for the first time uh, former U.S. Representative King Steve King. Right? Is that that's exactly right? Right, and. Each of them had a great deal of information to impart to our uh, audience. Uh, Peter Brimlow, of course, 
talks about immigration. That's his signature issue. And Steve King ran afoul of the false gods, as you call it, of political correctness, lost his seat in Congress, but he has not lost any of the fire in his belly on the issues that caused him to run afoul of the uh, censor boards. And then Harry Cooper is just a special, special type of person. He's a person that's basically sacrificed at least a large part of his life to the recollection of soldiers that fought for Germany and then for the United States and for Britain and even went to Russia. And he did a great job of bringing the stories of these soldiers, sailors, airmen, whatnot, to the public. And we should all be eternally grateful for his selfless efforts on this because he has preserved history that otherwise no one would have access to. I'm tired of hearing talking heads that are court historians being the sum and substance of the history we get. I want the history to come from the people that actually lived and fought in those wars. And he gathered it and accumulated it by talking to them and by traveling over there and by befriending them and getting their side and just letting them tell their story. And everything he said about them, I believe, is is accurate. Certainly... <laughs> fantastically more accurate than anything you'll hear in a modern American perverted history book. And uh, we're, we're happy just to play a role in well, I'm so letting happy. the truth run free. The truth is a lion. Let it free and it'll defend itself. Well, see, we need to make sure that we don't have any more brother wars between white uh, people of European descent. That has been the specialty of the 20th century, and we need to abandon it in the 21st century. We need to have uh, peace and prosperity for all people. That's why the Russian-Ukraine war is so heartbreaking because, you know, any way it comes, you're killing and destroying the lives of a lot of white people, either Russian or Ukrainian. Uh, like World War One and World War Two were, uh, uh, you know, Germans versus English versus French versus uh, Austrians and Austro-Hungarians and whatnot. This, uh, and the Ottoman Turks, this is, you know, a senseless waste. And you you find that out when you do something like Harry, Harry Cooper has done, contact these people, and the soldiers on both sides basically had more in common than, than uh, they ever imagined. And it was a wonderful revelation to them. And that's as good of a, uh, a, a move towards world peace as any one person can make that's that's exactly what we've had and uh through henry cooper henry cooper uh deserves a special place in heaven for doing that we need to try to get people to stand up and say no we're not going to go into any of these census wars anymore we're going to uh uh make common calls with our brothers and not allow the uh the big shots, whoever they may be, to send our sons and daughters to war and death anymore. That's exactly what uh, I'm sure that Henry would uh, second that. And we need to read these books and the humanity of the men that are featured in these uh, vignettes in his book, U-Boat, Volume 1, will come 
you know, they will touch your heart. These are, uh, these are brave young men doing what they thought they were told was their duty. And uh, it's just a, a shame that so many of them died. Somebody should have called a halt to the proceedings in World War One and World War Two. Neither one of them should have been fought. Keith, very quickly, particularly we're, we're, by British. We're going to get to our guest in, in just English. a second in the very next segment. Do you want to say anything before we bring uh, Representative Duke on about uh, going back to the first hour, Kanye West? Any of that you didn't get a chance to say your piece on? Well, Kanye has thrown a turd in the punch bowl. Basically, uh, he's out here talking the truth to power. And he is not cowed. He was made what he is, basically, by Jewish power and influence. And he is taking it on. And he makes it very difficult for Jewish power and influence to censor because they have been telling us for time in memoriam that if you had a different version than their version of what history should be or what the realities of the marketplace today are, that you're a racist. Or an anti-Semite. Well, the only people that are they are comfortable with hanging that ta uh, label on are white Gentiles like us. Now we're seeing that people beyond white Gentiles are seeing that they've been screwed, quite frankly, by that power system, uh, and they're letting the world know about it. And this is a breakthrough moment for us, I think, James. Well, we'll see what David Duke has to say about it in just a moment. Uh, Mr. Producer, I think he's going to uh, connect with us through the very special system that we have situated for guests, so we'll look for him there. His cell phone battery died, folks. Keith, what do we try to do every week here? Uh, fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, we try, live at, live we try to prove that we're live. You know, We say we're live. We want to prove it. Uh, so we're going to try to connect with... Uh, David here in the next commercial break, and then we're going to have his take on the Kanye West situation, and I think you'll uh, probably like to hear what he has to say about it. So let's uh, let's take a break and get things situated. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay tuned. I'm Michael Hill, president of the League of the South. I and my compatriots are Southern nationalists. We seek the survival, well-being, and independence of the Southern people, our people. The League wants a South that enjoys the sweet fruits of Christian liberty and prosperity, but our current situation won't allow it. We must have our independence from Washington, D.C. and the globalists. The present system cannot be reformed. Without independence, we will continue down this path of destruction. To us, this is not acceptable. I'm asking you, Southern man and woman, to join us today to free the South. Call us at 256-757-6789 or see our website at www.leagueofthesouth.com. God save the South. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ. 
especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. time of year ladies and gentlemen it sure is and beautiful music there as uh, we welcome you again to the christmas season here on tpc and as i was uh, covering and reading and listening to this kanye west interview with alex jones earlier this week i was thinking to myself who could we get on the program who's been through as much heat as kanye west is experiencing right now and obviously it's there's only one person i mean we've been through a lot here i've had a lot of media attention uh, but I have had not nearly as much as David Duke. I mean, David Duke is in a class of his own when it comes to this level of attack. And I thought he would be the best that we could draw from uh, to really relate to what's going on here and offer his insights to it. The former representative, we'll give him his proper introduction. You won't read this anywhere else. The former representative out of the Louisiana State Legislature, uh, former Republican nominee for United States Senate and governor of the state of Louisiana, Big-time political player in the early 90s in the Republican Party in the South. Uh, David Duke, welcome back, my friend. It's always great to talk to you. Oh, it's great to talk to you, too, my good friend. James, you've been a, such a great voice, and I love your program. And and I tell you, you are you are doing a, a great job. And I feel, as I get older, that it's great to know that there are people like you that uh, will do the same things I've been doing for that for my long life so far i just hope i can keep it up and uh but it's good to know that there are people like you continuing the fight so hard and increasing it you're not going anywhere anytime soon uh, i i have no <laughs> doubt about that you're in great shape you're mentally fit you're physically fit and uh, we're going to be in this fight for a long time together still it's been a long time already i mean 20 years for my part uh, with you and you much longer than that and uh, it's been uh, entirely uh, an honor and a pleasure you are family uh, to me and to my wife and to my children you are part of our family and uh, and we love you now uh, this my thing with, exactly well <laughs> uh, and i don't mind sharing it loud and proud and publicly on these airwaves and for anybody else to hear that's just the way i close ranks with people who have proven their worth to me uh, proven to be honorable and loyal, and I'm talking to that man right now. So, David, this thing with Kanye West, though, now, so in the first hour, we kind of broke down everybody, uh, for everybody, what's been going on. Everybody knows the interview. Everybody knows what he said, what he's been up to, why he's been in the news, going back to the White Lives Matter T-shirt incident a few weeks ago, all the way up to and through the Alex Jones situation. You and I were talking mm -hmm. on the phone earlier tonight, and, and, and some people in our ranks, good people, people I agree with on most everything, but not necessarily this, are saying, well, this is, this is obviously a 
psyop. I mean, this 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 guy, he's a plant. He's he's doing his master's bidding, and it's just illegitimate. And he's making the people who truly believe this look silly. Uh, and what would be your take to that? You had a great take on the phone earlier today. Well, I well I realize why people might think that because they control so much and and they control. Uh, so much of the controlled opposition. I've talked about that for years. You've heard my talks and lectures talking about George Orwell and how that George Orwell had a controlled opposition. And the controlled opposition was named uh, Goldstein. <laughs> and the controlled opposition, by the way, that Orwell outlined in 1984 uh, was a Jew and the, and his so-called uh, protocol or, or what, what, what was the name of it, the prelude or whatever, or the, his paper, said that even though it seems like there's a lot of Jews, you know, in, in the government of Big Brother in this tyranny that's destroying everybody's freedoms and lives and getting into some insane wars with Eurasia, by the way, which is like a preamble to what we got going on right now with this war they're trying to create in Russia. By the way, a Christian country, uh, a, a Christian country that doesn't allow all this stuff. But this is just like in the Orwell, in the sense that we have this, uh, we have this Jewish power structure and in and in the and in the so-called Goldstein Manifesto, it literally says in there now. And this is for people that hate Big Brother. They realize it's repressive. They realize it's terrible. They realize it's monitoring your life and trying to control your life. They realize it's really killing you and destroying your society. They say, but what they want to tell you is whatever you know. You, this is for the people that they want to control the opposition, and they and what they do is they say, okay. Uh, when you think about Big Brother, it seems like there's a lot of Jews and and non, you know, British Oceania people, which is like American Britain, a lot of Jews and blacks and these other groups in there. But uh, but no no no, don't notice that because it because Big Brother just run by people that want power, just people that are just independent. Uh, there you know, don't worry about the fact that it seems like you see Jews everywhere, because that's exactly what Big Brother would want to do. So I think I think there's a lot of people out there. I think even Big Brother in today's society wants us to think that everybody's part of a psyop. You know, everybody's part of the government. Everybody's top part of this Jewish power, including Kanye West. Now Kanye West is simply a black guy. Became very successful. Became very rich. Probably the richest black person in the world. He also became a Christian. And he began to change his values about a lot of his attitude toward things. And he saw the uh, destruction of Christian values in our country. And he saw lots of things like that. And he, when he started speaking about it, he kind of liked Trump because Trump was speaking about the border. He was speaking about issues that, that the Jews didn't want somebody talking about running for president and certainly didn't want them to become president. He also talked about things such as the uh, like. He was one of the, he's the first guys that said, "When I'm president, you could be you're going to be able to say Merry Christmas again." We're not quite to that level yet, but uh, but you get the idea. So when he when when he started to try to speak out and support the candidate he chose, he got the word from these Jews that if you do that, you know, you, you're going to we're going to destroy. You can't say those things. You can't support those candidates. And he says, "Hell, I'm a billionaire. Why can't I?" support who I want to support. And then he began to see that all these people trying to control him in the music industry were Jews and how these Jewish financiers and Jewish bankers and so forth were Jews. And he, and, and then 
when he started to do other things like in, in 2021, I'll give you an example, a perfect example of this. Okay, after Trump supported, uh, after Trump was supported by, by Kanye, uh, now yay, I guess, after this happened, they literally went to war on him by tr- even trying to destroy his family, to get his kids separated from him. And, and you can read an article in the uh, New York Times, which proves exactly what I'm saying here. I mean, it just literally just lays it all out. And it has a big headline about Laura Wasserman, who was the, the divorce lawyer who was handling Kim Kardashian's case to, to destroy, destroy Kanye. And it praises the divorce lawyer. So the divorce lawyer who will cleave the union between Kanye and his wife. She's a Jew, Laura Wasser. And, uh, I mean, it just, you can't even make this stuff up, right? And so finally he just had enough when he started talking about how the, the Jews will want to control black people's voice or any voice of anybody that doesn't go along with the Jewish agenda. And that is so true. And when he did that, it unleashed the, the firestorm and these, and these supposedly Jews who say it's a lie that they're so powerful, uh, they immediately went to war against them and he lost a billion and a half dollars in a matter of days. <laughs> right? But he didn't give up because of it. He, he kept fighting because of it. So, I mean, I don't agree with everything Kanye West has ever done. And I think he's ashamed of some of the things he's done before too. Right? But, but it is definitely true that, uh, he started calling out them and, and also Dave Chappelle did the same thing when he, when he completely uh, fooled Saturday night live. See, they, they, he was coming on there to do a comedy routine for opening the show and he rehearsed an entirely different sketch. Cause he knew if we talked about Kanye, the way that he, he was going to talk about him and talk about Jewish power in Hollywood and talking about how if, if blacks are getting the black gang, if Italians have a mafia, it's Italian mafia, right? But if Jews are running, doing something bad, then, oh, that's just a coincidence, right? Or that's, that's not important. And, and, and he, he really fooled them. And then, of course, you had the ADL come out and attack them. I think this is a really good thing because the one thing that I would always say to you and to everybody in the movement, there's no way you're going to save your progeny, your children, your country, your freedoms, your even existence, whether it be Europe and America, uh, the only way you're going to save these things, all the rights and principles that you want and desire, all the very life of your genome, the very life, uh, very life of your uh, heritage, the only way you're going to do that is by overthrowing the tyrants that rule us. And that the fact is, that it is it is a race, and it is a race that's the ultimate racist supremacists they are the real supremacists the real racists and they want to destroy and they want to destroy the european race which they because they feel that's their competitors in europe and america and they really ultimately want to control the whole world that makes it hold on right there got to take a quick break we're going to bring keith alexander the great in on this on the other side stay tuned protecting your liberties you're listening to liberty news radio USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. A price cap on Russian oil that aims to limit the Kremlin's resources in financing its war against Ukraine will go into effect on Monday. 
the U.S. and other countries, including the 27-nation bloc European Union, have agreed to limit what they pay for Russian oil to $60 a barrel. Even though oil from the Kremlin has been trading for around that much, it's well below the international benchmark, which closed Friday at more than $85 a barrel. Either way, Russian officials are not happy about the decision, though Russian embassy in Washington insisted that Russian oil will continue to be in demand. A second judge in the Hoosier state has blocked Indiana's near-total ban on abortion from taking effect. The decision from a Marion County Superior Court judge follows a lawsuit from a religious organization and five people who say the law violates their religious beliefs. Indiana was the first state to pass a law banning abortion after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The state law went into effect on September 15th, but was blocked by another judge a week later. That state's Supreme Court will hear oral arguments on that ruling next month. The plaintiffs in the latest injunction are Hoosier Jews for choice, along with five anonymous people, three of whom are Jewish, a Muslim, and one who has, quote, personal religious and spiritual beliefs. President Biden acknowledged the unhappiness from some unionized rail workers after blocking them from striking. The Railroad Workers United group said both Republicans and Democrats opted to side with big business over working people. The group criticized President Biden and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for pushing through the agreement and called out Republicans for voting against providing workers seven days of paid sick leave. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. This is USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? A recent stash of 1904 Morgan silver dollar coins has been found. These gorgeous 1904 O silver dollar coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck. This is a key date for silver dollar collectors, and only a limited quantity are available. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone interested in silver coins. Just call government at 1 800 222 1975, and you are guaranteed a mint condition 1904 O Morgan silver dollar featuring the iconic O mint mark of the New Orleans mint. The final year of production but with limited quantity you must call now these 1904 o silver coins are still in uncirculated condition that is 117 years of history you can hold in your hand to learn more call 1-800-222-1975 call now and you'll receive a free american coin collector's bonus package a 25 dollars value free with every order call 1-800-222-1975 now to secure your 1904 o morgan silver dollars before they sell out that's 1-800-222-1975 Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget our Christmas fundraising drive, the most important appeal of the year, the most important quarterly appeal of the year, is officially underway. We announced it in grand fashion with Harry Cooper in the previous hour, David Duke, uh, Representative Duke, Dr. Duke, on the air with us right now. Keith, you've got some questions. Yes, David, good to hear your voice again. Uh, yeah, great let to me ask you. Let me ask you about this. What do you think of... Kanye as the golem, he was created by Jewish power and influence. His whole career in the uh, entertainment industry was dependent upon it. 
And now he presents a problem to them because he is doing things that they don't want, which they feel are contrary and undermine their interests. But well, everybody again, they create and they put this, uh, this opens up a new front. Yeah, a big part. Well, everybody that they that they look when they, when when they make a lot of money from some artist or some singer or, or whatever, I, and and they give them a lot of money, they expect to control them, and because because people who are very popular singers or dancers or actors playing these heroic roles and stuff like that, they have a lot of uh, people that follow them and respect them. So they want to use their influence to help get what they want and the programs they want. So they get them to support everything like the COVID shots or they get them to support these wars for Israel or they get them to support whatever. And you're right. You're 100% right. They expect everybody to do that. Uh, but if someone ends up saying, hey, I don't want to go along with that. I'm a Christian and I believe they're trying to destroy our families and everything, then it's a whole different thing. And by the way, I mentioned the New York Times, I should give people the data because I like to always say, you know, to let people know that I'm not making these things up. They sound crazy. As I said, the New York Times, uh, which the five owners of the New York Times, by the way, are Hayes Golden, uh, Michael Golden, Sarah Green, Carolyn Greenspan, and Arthur Schultzberg. They control 90% of the stock, controlling stocks, the real controlling stocks at the time, right? And they've been an organization since 1895 that's been promoting communism. They promoted the communist revolution and supported it. They covered up the massive murders of Christians by the Jewish communists, the Soviets, in the Soviet Union, and what they did in Ukraine, for instance, in the Holodomor, and what they did in the Second World War to Christian Germans and Christian Poles and Christian Romanians and Christians of Central Europe when they came in. But anyway, this New York Times, so when Cain, Kanye, when he didn't do what they wanted him to do, these Jews, they declared war on him to the point they wanted to destroy his family. And so here's the New York Times. This is from April 1st, 2021. This is, of course, after the election when he was supporting Trump and he was still supporting them. The headline reads, Laura Wasser, she who will cleave the union of Kim and Kanye, a Hollywood divorce lawyer with lots of practice. So here's the New York Times, the leading newspaper in America, going out of their way to praise a Jewish lawyer who's trying to destroy the union, the marriage of, of Kanye West and his wife and get him in, in, in with problems with his kids. And there's one more thing I can show to give an example of this thing. It's not just about Kanye. It's really against everything. So we just had a Thanksgiving celebration. Yeah, I can go to the New York Times and I can quote things from the New York Times that would shock any of our listeners, like the myth, the disgusting myth of uh, Thanksgiving. That's the New York Times dissing the greatest celebration really of our American forefathers coming to this continent and establishing the greatness of the United States, our people, our European Christian people, and celebrating Christmas and Christian values, right? Well, and a uniquely Christian, uh, uniquely American holiday is Thanksgiving. Everybody shares yeah. Christmas. Well, that, it is it, it is a uniquely American, and it's also Christian because all these people— were very devout Christians. In fact, they came here in many part for the Christian liberty to celebrate That's the right. Christian faith the way they wanted. But the, but the point is that if you read the New York Times headlines, it's disgusting. I'll show you two of them, 2019, when they were talking about the disgusting Thanksgiving, this evil, vile Thanksgiving celebration. That we celebrate. This is how they feel about us, and these are the people who control so much of the narrative. Now, the other thing that I need to share 
because it is the beginning of the Christmas season now. So I want to share the most important proof I can show you how, how, why, and how the Jews, really, and Jewish elite and the Jewish power structure literally controls our government. They've controlled our Supreme Court. They, they literally control our government, and I can prove that with a very simple, in a very simple way, okay? So from 1789, when our Constitution was created, uh, up until July 3rd, 1989, 200 years, any Christian could put up or, you know, to celebrate something about Christ. They could celebrate Easter, put up a cross, or they could put up a manger uh, scene on a, on, a, on a public ground, a courthouse, or on top of a mount, you know, in a national park, celebrating Christianity or a Christian cross, you know, celebrating great Christians or, or great Americans with a Christian symbol. All right? So that was all stopped. That was all stopped in 1989, right? So, but this is proof why it's Christianity that they hate, but not Judaism that they hate, all right? So this was the case. The case was County of Allegheny uh, 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 versus, which wanted to put up, allow a manger scene and a Christian scene on a, on a courthouse, versus the American Civil Liberties Union and a, about a dozen Jewish organizations, American Jewish Committee, many, many others, leading Jewish organizations demanding that any sort of Christian scenes are banned from all government and buildings as unconstitutional, and including they were demanding that, that Christmas carols are banned from our schools, Christian, uh, Christian crosses. Uh, they were demanding that all these things were going to go down, any sort of even talking about Christianity or celebrating any Christian celebrations, whether it be Easter or Christmas, right? And the same ruling of the Supreme Court, by these Jewish organizations and by the control over our court and our government, they ruled that Christian symbols could not be displayed on any public ground, including the lips out in front of the White House. But the same ruling ruled that the oldest symbol of Judaism, which is the menorah, and you can look this up in any dictionary right now, you can go and Google dictionary, anything, that the menorah is the oldest symbol of the Jewish religion that they could be displayed freely. And now, in fact, on the 28th of December this month, they're going to put up the world's largest menorah like they do every year. They're going to have Biden at it. They're going to have all the Jews of Jewish uh, Lubavitch. And they put up this menorah, which is symbolizing Hanukkah, which is a Jewish celebration of Jews massacring Christians and Greeks. It's, it's just, it's just, it is a, a, a victory celebration of killing a massacre of Greeks in Jerusalem, right? Now, this is what's put up, uh, a thing of, it was, it was actually done by the Maccabees, like Jewish terrorists, right? And they weren't killing the Greeks and, and the Syrians because they were killing Jews or hurting Jews. They were killing them because they were accepting Jews, and the Jews didn't want to assimilate with them, right? So the whole thing is so amazingly hypocritical of what's going on. So the same ruling of the Supreme Court that banned the Christian cross and any mention of Jesus on these public lands, like in front of the White House, is the same ruling that said the oldest symbol of Judaism, that could be displayed, and that's displayed on public land all over the United States of America today. We have a Jewish dictatorship that's ruling our country. So much for uh, equal justice uh, under the law. Yeah, well, we believe in equal justice under the law, and we also know 
that European Americans are being discriminated against on a massive scale, that they are purposely, these Jews who run all these immigration policies, who run the media that told us immigration is a good thing, and literally brags about the fact that whites are becoming a minority in our country, they are purposely destroying our people, our race. These are the people who fund it. These are the people who propaganda guys like kids. These are the people who promote pornography, which we can just, and every damn movie. And, and Kanye West movie. mentioned that. You know, that was something, David, that Kanye West That's pointed right. to. Was, he mentioned it. Right. Exactly. But what was your what was so, your overall thought? Uh, and, and I'll ask you this when we come back because we only have seconds left in this segment. But what was your overall thoughts on his appearance on Alex Jones? Everybody in the world's talking about it. Every major media outlet, helpful, hurtful to well, him. Was he good? Was he mediocre? Was he bad? Well, actually, a lot of young people did it, even though he wore that that stocking mask, whatever he wore, that's like a black mask. I think that was a mistake. But he, I think he, his motives were good. He he said on the program he was doing this because. Because he wanted to listen to his words, not who he was, right? In, in other words, because the media is making out like he's a bad guy, and he said, "But, but that look." Okay, I, I, I can go along Tucker, with that to an extent. If if you saw him on the Tucker Show, when the guy, you know, when you see his face and you see his smile, right, and his friendliness and his defense of Jesus Christ and Christianity and values and all that, and and he, he, he's very warm person, right? And I, I think it was a mistake for him to use a mask, but that was just a tactical error. I think the guy wasn't trying to be tactically wrong. We got to get him back that. on. We, we got to go to a quick break. I want to continue to hear your thoughts. Uh, what on the, about the Netanyahu? Well, I want to hear him go back on Alex Jones and say, I love David Duke. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T.com. MericaFirst.com. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net.
I'll tell you, folks. I'll tell you the truth. We all know Santa Claus is a white man, but Kanye West is a black man who made Christmas come early for those of us who want to see a free and open debate about issues that have been declared to be taboo by our overlords and the gatekeepers of uh, conversation and thought and, and culture. You know, yeah, David, we were talking about this earlier, you know, the little novelty joke song aside, and this is a very serious issue, uh, but the search queries for some of the things Kanye West was talking about as a major influencer, as a, as a media mogul, as a, you know, formerly multi-billionaire, as a guy with millions of followers have, have skyrocketed through the roof. And for all the people who would say, well, you know, it can't be legitimate because of the way he was dressed or the fact that he's, he's uh, this, that, or the other. I mean, some people just can't see a good thing. I mean, well, I, I that, know that's what to detract from him, but see, he's triangulated. That is the old Jewish trick to try to get two other groups fighting one another. Now, blacks who are supposed to be their allies under all, any and all circumstances have basically taken up a theme that whites have been talking about for years. And well, it wasn't just, well, that, it wasn't, but, but here's and it the was important Dave Chappelle part. and it was Kyrie Irving and it's been, it's been several of them. But yeah, continue on with well, your let me, thoughts. Let me, explain we something, let me explain something to you. The Jews have controlled black thinking because Jews demonized whites to blacks to use blacks as a weapon against white people in, in the black bloc vote, right? And to divide and, and to make a difference in these uh, elections, and 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 they and they've also demonized white people to make white people fake them face, you know, hate themselves. Now Kanye wore a, a white Lives Matter T-shirt. Now you just tell me one white congressman, one white senator that would dare to wear a white lives matter t-shirt to congress one day yeah, is there any there are none has there any just done this to make a point right but he did it he did it that in paris right you know i mean you, you what are you going to do why would we condemn somebody and they no, no, but that, that's Tucker. the thing. I mean, so they're, they're saying it, it's a psyop. He's doing this to hurt us because he's going to come across as looking foolish. But who benefits from all this, David? At the end of the day, as it stands right now, we don't know where this is going. This could ratchet up or they could. I mean, he could be Ezra Pound. Well, let's well, say this. You know, whatever, I mean, whatever who, who, who's benefiting to, right now? Well, the Jews aren't benefiting. That's why they're so anxious to destroy him and to try to teach a lesson to people. You better not say anything about Jews or we're going to destroy you because they want to keep everybody quiet. And that's the biggest problem we have. You know, the, in every war, and I've studied this for years, as you know, in every war, every side tells the other side in their war propaganda, war propaganda is just as important as weapons, that resistance is futile, that if you resist, you're going to die because we have this overwhelming power and we're going to just destroy you, right? And so they, what they want to do is they want to make people think that, oh, you, there's nothing you can do about it, right? And 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 everybody is, is a bad guy. Your leaders who are defending your your fort or your castle, your city, your village, that they're evil, they're corrupt. This is what war propaganda does, all right? This guy is talking about the real truth. Now, by the way, the New York Times I mentioned was, the headline was, the vicious reality behind the Thanksgiving myth. That was one story by David Silverman. The other big headline was the horrible history of Thanksgiving before you fill your plate. This is this is the leading newspaper of America. And they, this is the paper that said, you know, uh, when Trump was winning in the last election, the last stand. This was by another Jew, Cohen, a big headline, full page headline in the front New York Times. You know, the big headline was the last stand of white America. They hate us. 
They've orchestrated this. This is the one most important fact that you can tell anybody, the easily, most easily proven fact for anybody to understand is, is, is Jewish power. And Jewish power is at the heart behind all these things. It's behind this terrible Ukraine war. And by the way, Kanye did say, he said there were some good things about Hitler, some bad things about Hitler. He said, but I don't trust any what people say about any of these people because, because I, I want to be open-minded about any question. But they don't let us be open-minded about any question. There's many things I disagree with on Hitler. Definitely, I disagree with. At the same time, I know that when Second World War started, the communists that already killed 30 million Christians, and there was no Holocaust, and, and Germany was a Christian country, and they promoted Christianity in Germany. Bolshevik Union, under the Jews, had killed millions upon millions of Christians. But when Russia invaded Poland, they didn't go to war against Russia. They weren't against war against Germany, and because Germany was trying to help the Germans who were taken against their will by another country, by the Versailles Treaty, which is certainly unjust and not about human rights. But we had a World War II, and we got to start thinking those things, because Patrick Buchanan was right. That war was the beginning of our end if we, if we end up perishing from this earth. 75 World million World Christians World perished in that war. Hmm? Yeah, see, both Keith, World hold on, Keith. You got to. Yeah. I think you're off. You, 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 you okay. turn, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, both World War One and World War Two were um, wars. Jewish war. That Jews got us into, got Britain and the United States into both of those right. wars. And exactly, they did not serve our best interests. And as Ad, exactly. as General Patton said at the end of World War Two, he said we fought the wrong enemy. We should have been fighting against the communists. Uh, side by side with the fascists. So then what That's happened exactly right. Yeah, he, and the he, reason he, they hate he Russia today. <laughs> and the reason why yeah, Jews well, hate I, Russia, I, I, these, Jews used to love Russia. I just want to mention the, the Buchanan because, book, uh, Churchill, Hitler, and the Unnecessary War. You just mentioned it, and, and uh, we've talked yes, about that. And, and the reason they hate Russia today is because the Russians overthrew the Jewish communists. It's a Christian country now. It yeah, remember back it, in the 60s, David, right. when they had that movie, The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, yeah. where they made fun of hick Americans that were somehow anti-Soviet uh, Union? That's because yeah. Jews were running the Soviet I, I, Union. I, I, got, I got to work this in, David, very quickly. I want to get no, your opinion no, on this. No, actually, it wasn't because the Jews, because the Jews knew that the Jews were losing out, even in the, in the party. They were being replaced. And even in the 19th and I know this, I work with Solzhenitsyn, as you know, anti-communists who helped overthrow uh -huh. communism. And what happened was that the Jews knew that the Russians were overthrowing the communists. What in Russian schools, by the 1960s in Russian schools, they were teaching Russians that the Russians were beautiful white people, you know, Vikings, the Rus, right? And that, and that they resisted the Asiatic invasions and so forth. I mean, and, and the Jews knew that they were, they, they actually went against Zionism and they went against Israel and they made, they made Zionism illegal in Russia. And of course, obviously they took out the communist power. And then in, in 1990, the Russian government, and it became a Russian government. Remember, the Jews hated Russia so much in Russians that they changed the name of the country from Russia to the Soviet Union. That's how much they hated Russians. And they let the but, you know, but David, why did Hollywood make a pro-Russian movie in 1966? If that they didn't make happen. a pro-Russian movie. That's when they started making movies like Red, Red, Red Dawn. And, and, and they made white people, you know, fighting the doggone dirty Russians. I think that was a little no, bit later. No. 
Well, that 66 was 66 is when they made the Russians are coming well, to Russia. Well, well, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We only got three minutes. I got to get your take on this. I got to get your take on this. Okay, sure, go ahead. Uh, here's the thing. So uh, we got to get more a, a time. A friend of mine, time. who's yeah, I know we we needed it. We needed uh, we 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 uh, had a false start on that first segment. We'll well, we only missed ten minutes, but we need to we get more time. We only missed ten minutes. Ten minutes is ten minutes, but we it's never enough time with you. A friend of mine in England said the only crime in war is to lose, and and there's some truth in that because we know that the victors no, that, like the you know what the We've best seen... answer to that is the answer is that, that? the the biggest crime is war itself. Seventy-five. Okay, well, that, that, that's fine, but 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 that's fine. And, and you're right, but uh, I mean that was a quip and that was a joke. But anyway, uh, we've seen what they've done to our Confederate ancestors. You think yep. that they've lied about everything, but they've told the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about World War II? No, I don't believe that. But, uh, right. but let's, I want to ask you your take on this, though, circling back to the media manipulation of news cycles and the much more right. serious problems that the, uh, uh, an honest and free press would be focusing on, like rampant inflation and. Uh, this situation in in Russia and, and, and from a you know a nuanced uh, position, they're not doing that. They were focusing before the situation with Kanye West for a week. I have never seen a news cycle go that long about Donald Trump's dinner with Kanye West. Uh, do you want to weigh in on that? That's how we opened the show. Let's close it with that and the media's manipulation. There's of nothing what they're afraid of. Watch news. They're nothing more afraid of than the than pointing, connecting the dots on the real people that control America. That's why the first. YouTube sites that were taken down by the Jews, even though they were very intelligent and there was no violence. And, you know, where, where, where my YouTube channel was the biggest news in the world. That's when they started the crackdown. Then they did the same thing with Twitter. They did the same thing with Facebook. It was, it was me first because I was identifying the question. Because if an enemy controls you, if the enemy is occupying your country in, in, in actuality, they don't want you to know that they've taken over your country. Because if you know somebody's taken over your country and you've been invaded, which they have, they've invaded, taken over our media, all our major media, they've taken over academia, they've, they've taken over our government, they're the biggest campaign contributors, they've taken over our Congress, they they've control taken over our, our Supreme assets. Court. Right, exactly. And the biggest criminal banks in the world are the Goldman Sachs. They just got, they just got 3.6 billion dollar fine for international criminal bribery scheme but they got goldman sachs heads right now coming on television every night commenting about whoa what we're going to do about inflation and all this stuff now it's a criminal firm that has been the biggest contributing record politics goldman sachs is a jewish company six of the seven biggest uh members of the biden cabinet are jews seven or eight of the biggest giant contributors to the Biden campaign that got him to be president of Jews. The entire media was one long television commercial for, for Biden because the Jews could control Biden with the real president, who's the chief of staff, and the real intelligence chief. That's the person that tells us what's going on in the world. Who was supposed to go to war against? Now, who is that who for our audience? Tell our audience who that is. That's Avril Haines. She's the director of national intelligence, and that's a cabinet position now. And always the, the FBI and uh, the CIA were kept apart because the CIA doesn't go by any sort of constitutional protections or killing people overseas, you know, license to kill and all that stuff, right? And you're bombing people and killing people. So both the FBI and the CIA report to her she's a Jewish, Jewish Zionist whose mother was named Rappaport who could become a citizen of Israel. There's never enough time with uh, Dr. David Duke, folks. Hey, I'll tell you this. It's always great to have him on, though. Hey, if you want to hear more about his take on these issues and so much more, DavidDuke.com, DavidDuke.com, DavidDuke.com. He and Mark Collett uh, were talking about the Kanye West situation. I believe it was on Friday. And my gab at Real David Duke. Okay, there it is. David Duke, we'll talk to you again. Merry Christmas, brother. 
For Keith Merry Alexander, Christmas. Harry Cooper, I'm James Edwards. Right, hey, you're you. getting the Christmas card next week. Don't worry about it. It's coming. And uh, all the way down there in Louisiana. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Everybody else will talk to you next week. Good night. Good night. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com.